and welcome everybody to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and my God, do we have a panel? This is, I think, I want to, I want to quote Pong as what he said. Look at all of these male models. Who am I to deny <laughs> such an amazing uh, uh, compliment? Listen, folks, oh, we have such a great show for you. Uh, we're going to be it, it, a lot of the show is going to have to do with Xbox uh, Game Pass and how so many people from the industry, the community, as well as the trolls are all quitting uh, because its inherent value isn't good enough for them. That's that was the reigning conversation this weekend. Of course, we have some new information on Stalker 2 potentially actually getting its December release date. They're back at the studio finishing up the game, which sounds amazing. And of course, Besides the game coming out, that means that the fair, their families are safe and they're back yeah. to working. And that is, of course, the most important thing. Uh, Kotaku, uh, I think you know who they are. They are probably the biggest and most uh, 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 largest trolls in the industry when you talk about gaming journalism. Well, they got curb stomped live on the air yesterday on Twitter by uh, Xbox Game Pass when they put when they posted a new article which is really not new. It's kind of the same thing that they've been talking for years. Uh, you know, listen, uh, I understand that Xbox hasn't had a good couple of weeks, right? They've had some, you know, it started with the DRM stuff, and then obviously we got the big delay, and then it was a few other things that happened after that. That Listen, companies stumble, but Microsoft isn't dying. Their Game Pass is not going away. We're going to break that down, but let's get into the introductions first. We'll start first with our very special guest, Steel Rain. One half of Living Split Screen, who is currently on a march to hit 1K <laughs> in 2022. Thanks. And if you trust me, and I think that you do, you got to get over there to Living Split Screen and let's help them get to that 1K. That is a big, big deal, and I want to see them do it. And if I can help in any way possible, if you trust me as a content creator, trust me that this is the one of the best shows on Saturday We'll check that out. Seal Rain, how you feeling, brother? Welcome. Man, boom. I feel fantabulous. Um, Got to make up your own words sometimes. But to be completely honest, uh, again, I have to say thank you to Mr. Boom Dominus Maximus, uh, since you definitely overtake K at this point, for just inviting me back on. Uh, for those who don't know, I am the one and only Steel Rain. I, Steel Rain, I, the T's the seven. For those who do not know. Um, and man, it's just a beautiful time to be on here with all these lovely faces, all people that I respect throughout the community. Um, and we have a lot of fire topics to get into today, man. Um, it seems like the smoke continues to build up for that eventual fire that we're going to get into June um, that I'm still personally excited for uh, from top to bottom. So uh, with that being said, again, uh, there's a lot to get into. We've got a lot of beautiful faces here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Hit that like button, share us out, and boom, once again, thank you for the invite, man. My absolute pleasure. And the second half of Living Split Screen, Pong So, what's going on, brother? I was telling everybody that while I was cleaning the house yesterday, or at least part of the house, I was listening to the three-plus-hour Living Split Screen, which you should do as well each and every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Pong, how the hell are you? Doing great, brother. Happy to be able to join today. Didn't know if I was going to be able to, but here I am, and look. We got PM and the PM. We got living split screen. We got N64 Josh. We got box and burger bath. This is one hell of a lineup. Actually, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's a six hour show. Boom. Let's go. Let's get down to business. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, um, it's great to have you here, brother. Uh, can't wait to get into the topics and we're going to get into the topics momentarily, but let's continue with the introductions. Next up, 
the other half of what Pong Soul does weekly in PM in the PM Mav. How the heck are you, brother? Welcome back. Hey, it's good to be here also this week. I, I don't think it's I, I don't think I was here last week or the week before, actually. So I kind of miss being here with you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of drama, as was said over yes. the weekend. And as the drama happens, sometimes fun topics happen as well. So yes, I can't well, yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to have a we're going to have a hoot, if, as, as the kids say. <laughs> uh, no doubt about that. Uh. And 64, Josh, we missed you last week, brother. You're back. And the beard is looking very, very good. How are you feeling? <laughs> the beard is looking good. Well, thank you. I'm uh, unfortunately I was on vacation, got sick, but I'm about eighty five percent today. So nice. you know, so I'm so glad to be here. So like, I spent some time playing Xbox. I know everybody's going to be shocked, yeah. but I did. I did spend some time playing Xbox. I did. I, I guess it's not an Xbox game, but I did play the show. But it was on Switch uh, with my dad while I was on vacation, so that's, that was no, that was awesome. amazing. And I know it's cross it's cross progression, right? So yeah, you know, you know, we're good. Hey, we're listen, good. man, who could say who could say that they played the M- MLB the show on their Switch with their pops? I mean, that's freaking awesome. So good to hear that you're feeling better. It sucks that you got sick. There's no doubt about uh, that, especially when you're on vacation. But uh, next up, and last and no way least, uh, unsubscribed Boxenberger. What's going on, brother? You changed your name to. Uh, <laughs> To, to get in, get to get in line with what everyone was yeah. doing this weekend, I, instead of I, I thought I, I thought I have to go with the site guys. It's uh, so there we go. Good work. Oh, I'm <laughs> excited to be here today. Uh, we have a fire show. We have love, have awesome, an awesome panel back together again. Uh, Viche is missing, but yes. shout out to him. He will be probably back next week. Um, no, I'm excited. I see the chat is already full with beautiful people, beautiful gamers. It, it's gonna be awesome. 100%. Yeah, you know what? Let, let, let's get into topic one, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I want to say a big thank you. Uh, I see a lot of new faces, which is awesome. Uh, if you're finding Double Barrel Gaming for the first time um, and uh, you enjoy what we're putting down, please consider subscribing. And of course, more importantly, while you're here enjoying the banter, consider at least at, at the minimum hitting the like button. Uh, let's let I want to talk about Mr. Idle Sloth. Uh, he is the resident Twitter sleuth who just knows and how, uh, how to find hot off the presses Xbox news. And he posted something the other day that is worthy of a conversation, which we're going to have right now. And apparently Stalker 2 uh, production has resumed. And the developers from uh, GSC Game World Studios disclosed this uh, and new information on their official Discord. And obviously... Production of Stalker 2 was halted because of the war in Ukraine. That is where they were. That, that's where they were originally. And they stopped production to leave Ukraine to relocate to a new a new location that wasn't a war zone. And uh, again, before we even get into the excitement factor that uh, the uh, Stalker 2 could potentially hit Xbox Game Pass this December, we're just happy to know that the studio has found safety uh, for themselves as well as their families and loved ones. And, of course, now they're back to doing what they love, and that's making games. Uh, uh, you know, I want to go first to Boxenberger. Boxenberger, this is this is great information because right now, yeah. right, I know that we're still a couple of weeks away from June 12th, and we don't know what Microsoft's plans are. We knew what they were, and those plans have been obviously changed due to a cancel, uh, not cancellation, a, a delay 
of both, um, uh, you know, those two big Bethesda games. Um, what is this exciting to hear that we could actually see the release of? Because I think what they're doing right now is polishing. So if that's the in fact yeah. is the case, we could actually get Stalker Two in December, like originally planned. Yeah, uh, it is exciting. Um, you know uh, uh, that Stalker is or was one of my most anticipated games for this year, along with Starfield. I loved the first Stalker, and I was was super excited. It was actually supposed to come out in April. Yeah, if you remember our discussions in, in January when we did our our shows where we talked about what are we looking forward to in 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, we all thought it comes out in April, and then it, in February it got delayed to um december and it was prior to the war because they just wanted to polish the game a little bit up now like you said it was put on hold um <clears throat> for obvious reasons and at least part of the development studio has now moved um to prague um where they found a new residence and they were able to resume to continue to work on that game to polish it uh, up and that is that is absolutely awesome to hear i highly uh, i want to do a shout out here uh, to matt's um, matt's gaming mm -hmm. because he's actually a, a creator from poland and there was yep. an entire interview with um one of the lead uh, designers uh, of the game uh, but it was only a polish article so uh, mm. i don't know anyone else who could actually read it <laughs> except him and he did a fantastic video on it um and they talked about the challenges now, um, of course, uh, having uh, only part of the studio uh, available, uh, having ha had to move, but uh, they are ex still excited for the game. Uh, the game was very far along. It was in its final stage. Um, like you said, it, it's just polishing up uh, the game, and then it is going to be, hopefully, the game we all want it to be, because I don't know if... Has anyone in this panel played the first ones? It, it, yeah, I certainly haven't. I did box. Yeah. yeah, see, so you know what you uh, what you <laughs> we're getting here. This is going to be an, a massive game boom. This is not this is not this little double A game or or something. Star no, this is this is, this is a triple A bomb using Unreal yeah. Engine Five, by the way. Yeah, it was supposed to be actually the first triple A game outside of Fortnite, of course, um, running on the Unreal Engine Five. Um, and this is a it's a massive open world game. Um, it has RPG elements in it. It is it's a horror based game. It is a non linear game um, where your decisions are gonna matter. Um, and it was actually the game outside of Forza Horizon Five that got the most gameplay time in the last showcase last yeah. year. And it looks absolutely fantastic. It is a story narrative driven uh, game, open world horror elements. I'm so excited for that game. And um, now to hear that it might actually uh, be one of those games that, that Xbox uh, can bring. It was announced as a Game Pass um, day one title for Game Pass. Um, it comes out only on Xbox and, of course, PC. So, yeah, um, honestly, I said this. I, I'm not sure if I said it in our chat group or in another chat group I'm in. Um, if... If GSC Game World will find a way to release this game actually this year in December on December 8th, kind of makes look Xbox look bad, right? Um, because then they figured out to, to release and publish and develop their game while they are <laughs> at war 
yeah, um, with only no, half the studio having to move. And Xbox wasn't able to release one single game with 23 studios and what the trillion dollars on their bank yeah. account. No, it's it's um, look, look, I I know that you're saying it and and and, and you're not being facetious in any way. You're you're, you're yeah. actually you're, you're you're being for real and and, and that, again that that is uh, a conversation in itself. There, there's no yeah, doubt absolutely. about it. Like, absolutely. Again, we... But it is definitely one of these games that can um, save that narrative that Xbox has no games because it is a, at least considered an Xbox exclusive and mm -hmm. yeah. um, it has the potential actually to be a real fantastic game. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to hopefully learn more on June 12th about Stalker 2. But yeah, I want to give the other, one, uh, other panel uh, members uh, also a chance here too to talk about the game no 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 absolutely well i mean listen this is, this is a you know conversational podcast is what mm -hmm. we do but uh steel rain let's get your opinion on this um obviously with the delay of redfall and starfield right. it was a huge hit um yeah. and uh, again we have to wait until june june 12th to find out right. if they are going to replace if there's something that they could add, you know give bring forward that was con you know like we uh, uh, like uh boxenberg and i think that wolfenstein the is definitely one of them uh, for sure. Right. Now, yeah, uh, could we be, be wrong? Probably. But yeah. at the same time, they have a lot of stuff going on. What is your thoughts on this, brother? Would this be a big game to kind of fill the gap of, of, of a missing block this fall? Um, Would it be, be something to fill the block? I mean, it can be, depending on your perspective, right? Um, that's the, what makes gaming so excellent and so magnificent um is that it's all completely based on perspective for me personally it doesn't move the needle for me i am interested in it now because it does have the sashay that the first game garnered um and i have seen plenty of gameplay on it um but i myself have never been into those that style of game um so that but that doesn't necessarily take away from me i know a lot of people say oh well if you're not interested and you can't be excited for it no because i don't have only single-sided conversations, right? If I only wanted to talk about my opinion, my personal opinion, we'd have a very short conversation um, because the needle doesn't move for me. I know who I am as a gamer. And I know what I stand for. Um, now, does it move it for the wider audience? It can, 100%. I mean, Stalker has that sachet that there's a lot of people who feel very passionate about that first game. Um, and that passion has leaked over into the second game. Um, from the gameplay that we've seen at the last showcase, that had me excited because I'm a proponent for lightning. I love the way lightning effects look in, looks in game. And me seeing that effect, the way that it was running down that uh, the metal wiring, whatever you want to call it, uh, down that building yeah. or whatever the case might be, was dumbfounding. Yeah, thing. yeah the way yeah, that yeah. it was fluctuating and everything, that was a beautiful thing to me. So that that pulled my interest because at the end of the day, I am a gamer and I, I, I can look at something to acknowledge the greatness in it, right? Even though I may not, I may or may not personally end up playing it. It's going to be a gay pass, so uh, which I was able to confirm earlier. But again, it is something that the wider audience could definitely look to to see whether that's going to be something for them. Um, again, Stalker has never been something that's sort of like, hey, you should buy a console just to play this game, at least not into my perspective. Um, so I don't think personally that it would fill that hole. Um, but again, there, the more content that you can get out there, the better. Um, to see that the team for Stalker is able to get together, kind of like what, what Bosberg just kind of hinted to. Um, the fact that they're able to still get the game out, if they get it, this out this year, uh, amongst all the real life things that are going on. Again, there's an entire war yeah. that is going on. Um, 
if they're still able to do that, that just speaks to me leaps and bounds of what that studio is capable of um, and how passionate they are for that game. Um, That is what I care about, and that's what speaks um, more than enough information for me to be excited for other people who are interested in it. Um, And I'm just hoping to see an excellent game come out of it. Again, um, they have me interested just based off of what I've seen from the showcase. There's a lot of interesting elements there. Um, and I want to see a lot of those come to life uh, again. Steel, come Steel, from, may, may I may I ask you a question here? Do you think actually it is a possibility that Microsoft sends in some help, you know, some play testers and debuggers to to actually help finish that game? I could definitely, especially with now that is the part that I did want to kind of get into since there are games that have been moved out of the year first party. Um, it would only make sense that ips that you kind of are teamed up with or have some kind of hands in that you start maybe dispersing some people out that way to make sure that these titles um can yeah. either come out or get as much support as they possibly can one that shows what well, of course that saves face that looks good for you as the company as microsoft um but then it also it does really well because i mean the game's coming in the game pass so i feel like the more justice you could do for them personally um for for the studio and justice um but the more that you could do for that studio the more not necessarily indebted that they would be to you um but it could speak more so on the potential of the game overall because if they see it they're like oh well microsoft came out they didn't have to support us but they did yeah um that's going to deepen that relationship that bond other things can end up coming out of that um and we know that microsoft now is seemingly getting into a space to where uh, they want all their teams kind of hand in hand talking with each other making sure that they understand the different systems that they're working with to put out the, the best games possible so no, I mean, listen. I, I I like what you're putting down, I, I, and and that's a great question, uh, uh, Boxenberger, because you know, obviously, I, I don't think that this delay of, of Redfall and Starfield just came out of the blue. I th- I think that this right. might have been expected. They wanted to release a game, but I would rather them delay it and and not put out a, a buggy mess. Obviously, Cyberpunk is great as it is, and Pong, I'm going to go to you next on you. You loved Cyberpunk so much, so I you got over that. 200 hours in it, broken or not, but. You know, Starfield is supposed to be a genre-defining game. It's supposed to be, you know, the the coming of age for uh, that team over Bethesda, right? It's their first new IP in ten years, so we understand why it was got it got delayed. That that's not the problem. Uh, but seeing that um, Stalker Two has a shot uh, because they're back at development, and again, they're just polishing. They're not at the, the development of the game is done. They were just polishing has me extremely extremely excited for you personally i understand i've heard people say this microsoft currently may not have something that could quote unquote take the place of how big starfield was expected to be and mm-hmm. and you know something that they may be right because starfield is a big triple a monster that's just not going to be there but stalker too uh, would be the first game that we would be playing this year that is that for the Xbox that's using Unreal Engine 5, which would be amazing for you. Is this great news? Yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful. I, I mean, I still wouldn't put a bet on it, and I want this team to obviously take the time and give us the vision they had, you know, originally delayed this right. for, right? I don't want them to rush it out. Now, from a business standpoint, with everything they've got going on, they may do everything in their power to make this happen. So I am hopeful 
that December gives us a surprise and that we can all be playing Stalker 2 or those of us that are interested. Again, I played the first one. I Again, I was never a PC gamer, but I had friends who were. I was lucky enough to be able to play the first Stalker. Absolutely love it. I've been on this train for a long time telling people that Stalker could surprise in a lot of ways. GSC World, even though it's not the full team anymore, part of the team left and went on and obviously created Metro and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which we know is fantastic. But this is still a a big part of the original Stalker uh, team and that put out what was an underrated game to me. If you didn't have a PC that could play it like Boxenberger did back in the day, you really wouldn't know how deep the Stalker series is and the Stalker franchise is. And I think that that's the difference. It's it's a lot like a Bethesda title. It's a lot like that open world with the NPCs, Mm -hmm. character development, decision making makes a difference in your game. So yes, that would for me personally fill a big slot in December. And I think a lot of people with it being in game pass would try for the first time and go, wow, hopefully again, we don't know the game hasn't come out, but from what we've seen, yes, it's going to push for the first time, possibly push some current gen visuals on us that we haven't had yet, uh, especially on Xbox. And I think that that would be a huge win for Xbox. Now, again, you talk about filling the gap or filling the hole that's been left. It's going to be if they are even able to do it. it it's going to be a uh, collective process amongst a lot of different things. And June 12th is going to hopefully provide us some of those answers. But Stalker 2 would definitely be a nice fit, a nice puzzle piece to kind of put back together this second half of the year that we thought we were going to have. Again, whether we get a whole, you know, whether it ever actually gets to that level that we thought we were going to have with Starfield and Redfall and, and, and those being delayed, taking that out. I don't think so um, at the end of the day, but I think there's a good chance that they could do a really nice job for the holidays and Stalker 2 would be a big part of that. And I would be extremely excited for GSC World to get that out and to be able to have that after this terrible year for them, obviously, and so many people, obviously. I'm just talking about the video game side of things. For them to be able to get this out would be a huge, huge W for that team. And, And I'd be extremely happy for them. Again, I'm just not going to expect it to happen this year, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, again, only time is going to tell. Real quick before I bring in Mav on the conversation, uh, on the bright side drops a very generous and the first super chat of the day. Thank you for that so much. Of ten dollars and says top down shooters, double A indies, and dated triple A games aren't what I want from Game Pass. I enjoy Outriders, Halo, and Forza. I'll let my Game Pass uh, uh, lapse unless there's a big triple A game. I can always add it back when I need it. And again, we're going to get into that. Now, again, you see that now that's, that is an honest opinion. All right. For his money, right? Mm-hmm. Not for clicks, not for subs, not for, you know, to, 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 to bring negativity to the community. He wants a AAA bomb or several. And if, in fact, that's the case and he does say, well, listen, at this point, I'm just going to let it lapse. I can come back to it. That's a perfectly see. That's the way you do it. That we're going to get into how not to do that and how people, even people on Twitter with the blue covenant check marks, were getting in on the action about quitting Game Pass because it wasn't worth their value. Again, value is subjective. I have certainly some things to say about that that may uh, potentially piss some people off. But I, I listen. I don't mind. I, I don't like being negative. But when you when when it calls for it. I'm going to speak on it. And we're going to talk about 
you know, publications like Kotaku doing what Kotaku does best, and that is just being crappy. Uh, but we're going to get to that momentarily. Mav, this is the big game. This has this is one of the big exclusives that Microsoft, even though it's time from what we understand, it's a timed exclusive. It is a big deal, and it's even a bigger deal, in my humble opinion, because of what happened with these delays. If this game is able to come out December, does this give Game Pass the boost and, and potentially Xbox itself the boost that it needs uh, regarding the two monster delays that you know a lot of people were, were shocked by? Yeah, I mean, this was... Uh, Stalker 2's delay was the first disappointment and I, this one was for obvious reasons right so nobody was yeah, like right. oh no like how <laughs> dare you from the rooftops like oh <laughs> microsoft and you guys all screwed up you know this is for obvious reasons right but then after you know you had redfall and division uh, not division two i'm watching your gameplay <laughs> redfall and and starfield get pushed back it's like oh now there's like kind of this big hole right so if there's a potential that this uh that uh stalker 2 could actually somehow managed to come out uh this year it's actually a big it would be a big opportunity for that team i believe uh so like pong said maybe they would do everything they could to try and get it out to be that big game exclusive on the xbox for this for this holiday that's an opportunity that really wasn't going to be there previously uh where they were one of many games now it could be the sole standout potentially so if that if that's possible, I think it could be a good uh, a good thing for the team, but I I wouldn't put my hopes onto it a hundred percent just because I I don't know how much smoke there's been about being able to still hit this deadline of this year, right? Um, I know that there's a lot of optimism, right? And I would love to see that because uh, I want what's best for the team and everything, but I just don't know where they're at right now. Like, how many months did they lose? And yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll put it to this way. When they delayed it from April, the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the the explanation was that they wanted to add additional polish to the game. Now, right. the game they, 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 they came out and said, hey, listen, the game is done, but we're just polishing. We're making sure that this mm-hmm. looks the best it could be. The question is, from where we are now, right, from what we learned this new information a couple days ago to December, right, now, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't produce games for a living, so I can't really right. say from, from you know, hearing that they're just polishing to then putting it on shelves and and, and making it available available digitally. How, what, what is that process? Is that four months? Is that three months? Is it eight months? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. We don't know, man. It's like a big yeah. game. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to say. I don't want them to rush it out like Punk said. I I, but yeah. I also, like, if it's possible... I think this would be a huge thing for that team, right? And to to have everything that they've had go on over the last year, yeah, and to be able to move and still be able to come out with the game this year, but not only come out this year, but have even a brighter spotlight put on it than ever was probably originally going to be put on that game, um, w- would be a huge opportunity for them, and I I think it would be well deserved of the of that as well. Uh, yeah. for everything that they've had to go through so my hope my hope is that yes i just don't want to get my hopes up because if that makes sense you know what i mean i, I think that oh, again um, obviously your your hopes were uh were dashed uh and, and listen folks you know it, the, the reality is is that the delay of, of of see redfall i didn't know what that was 
a lot of people didn't know what that mm-hmm. was. So we kind of we we kind of heard that they were having some trouble with the with the development. They were going to move from the summer to the end, potentially come out in December, right? So that delay didn't shock a lot of people. What shocked a lot of people because it had an actual date and it had a you know it, this is not pencils and pen kind of a thing was of course Starfield. And I, I know there's some people in the chat that are like, hey, listen, they they don't have to. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in, interchange that game and add something. I, I, I disagree 100%. I think they have to do something. I don't care if it's third party. They need to respond. They, they, again, I, 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 you know, Boom, I think that one of the bright spots here, if you want to look for hope, is that throughout all this, right, the, the war started months and months ago. Yes. And they knew that they were done, and they still have not come out and pushed the game they could have easily come out at that point and said hey, listen that, we'll there's see just next no year. way yeah right. we'll see yeah. in 2023 we're really sorry but obviously everybody would understand of course no big deal right but they still have not done that so maybe that december date was actually further out than they ever really needed and they were kind of looking at where they want to slot themselves in mm-hmm. for the holidays maybe with microsoft because when they caught when they set that date it was starfield redfall etc motorsport whatever the case so maybe december was the spot they always wanted it all along but that wasn't going to be they didn't need all that time so maybe they've kind of calculated it out and said no we think we can still hit that because even coming back now and making this announcement that they're back working it would have been really easy to say hey part of our team is back in the studio thank you for all the well wishes uh we're you know we're going to get back to work on this we'll see you in 2023 right it, it would have been very easy for them to do that they still haven't which kind of suggests that they're confident or at least Great want point. to make the attempt to hit that december yeah. mark that's a good, we still that's got a over fact. six months, right? Yep. So yeah, we are again, folks. We're still in month five of of twenty twenty two. We still, there's still seven months left of the year. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, before I bring in Josh sixty four, I got to talk about some of these super chats that have come in. My God, uh, I, I d- definitely don't think I'm worth fifty dollars, but I got not one but two of them. First, gamers play HUD zero. Good friend of the program. He drops folks. A ridiculous and outrageous $50 super chat and says, Yo, what up, fellow gamer, fellow gamers? I believe Xbox is tired of the media taking narrative, uh, talking narratives, hence the clapback from Xbox Game Pass about AAA games on Twitter against the fools at Kotaku. We're gonna talk about that specific topic. Uh, he says, Indie games are the beginning of great things. Naughty Dog and Guerrilla Games were indies as well yeah that's a, that's a fantastic point brother thank you so much for the uh compliment i mean the uh the comment but thank you so much for the absolutely ridiculous generosity we also have drawn tj uh drops not several super chats the first one of five dollars is i think you missed my 50 dollars super chat you uh youtube messed up no we got it here brother we're gonna we're gonna get it um again that's that's unbelievable drawn tj i, I again I, I don't even feel i'm worth that kind of money to be honest with you but I, I honestly appreciate it. He says, I sent the $50 Super Chat yesterday before the show. And he, well, I will find it while someone else is speaking and I will give you the props for it because that's ridiculous. Um, he says uh, this after dropping a $50 Super Chat. Uh, what, I said, what I said yesterday is that I think after the Activision deal is done, Microsoft goes and buys EA. Think about Codemasters and Criterion helping with Forza. Plus, we would get uh, command and conquer. Plus, uh, the, uh, the uh, plus keep the games multiplayer. We're going to get into that because, folks, if you didn't know, EA 
which always uh, when you write when you saw the commercials, if it's in the game, it's in the game. Well, apparently they want to be out of the game, and uh, they've been talking to several people, including, um, and not to be, uh, not to be uh, left out of the conversation, Apple, Amazon, Disney, and Microsoft has been a part of that conversation as well. Now, again, I don't know if this is something that's going to happen tomorrow or next year, but my God, if Microsoft were to get EA too, well, it would definitely be troublesome for the industry, especially Sony. I think Jim Ryan would spit out his, uh, it'd be a second incident where he was sitting there sipping his tea and he spit out at, at the person serving him when he found out that they were buying Activision Blizzard. I, that's That had to be what happened. I'm sorry. I wasn't there, but you know, I, I, I would have spit out my tea. That's just me. But Gen uh, 64, Josh, let's get your opinion on this. Listen, this is Stalker 2. I've never played Stalker. I haven't had a chance. Like there's several people on the panel that had a chance to play the original. And they said it was absolutely amazing. So I'm experiencing this for the first time with, a, with millions of Xbox Game Pass subscribers. Have you, have um, you played Metro? Yes. I, I've destroyed Metro 1 and 2. I love them. So I would imagine so, that's going to be close. Yeah, main, the Metro Studio was founded from um, some veterans from GSC Game World that worked on the oh, first wow. Stalker game. So it's basically that that was the continuation, and and now think Metro goes fully open world. Um, in the last one, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I did all the side missions in that. That was just an amazing. So if that's what yeah. I'm getting, it's going to be great. But Josh, look, there's 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 some absentees going on uh, with with Xbox first party. And listen, that's just that's the way the ball bounces. You, it is what it is. The lays suck, but so does the world right now. Uh, would this be a game that steps up? And, and it is an exclusive. It is currently an exclusive for Xbox. Now, how again? I don't know how long the timed exclusive is. It's still an exclusive nonetheless. Could this fill the gap, or at least be part of filling the gap for Microsoft this fall? That. <sighs> That's a tough question, especially for me to answer because I have n I have no no dog in this fight whatsoever. Never played any of the the Stalker games. Never played Metro. Uh, you guys talked about yeah. EA just momentarily, right? Yeah, I'm thinking they just need to uh, do like a like a <laughs> the the a re-release of Battlefield now that Halo won't be in the way, right? Just uh <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's great. That's great. That's great. Like, like they could just say last year was a beta and you know everything's working now. But but it, it is where my head goes. Like, I don't know about stalker. Maybe it fills that that void for some people, and that's great. But it seems to me it is an opportunity for some third parties to really step up here and and potentially shine, right? Because there is there is kind of this gap right now and maybe it's not just uh third parties that are that are multi-plat but like you know get those get those deals going for game pass to to fill to fill that void right now and yeah. and you know i mean we know we know microsoft has the money it doesn't have to be that they acquire somebody but they just pay for the the timed exclusive for uh for this holiday for something you know, for something that helps them helps them stand I, out. I, I hope that they do, and I think that that the, the de definitely Sarah Bond and that team that works on you know second and third party deals uh, for Game Pass have been have been making the rounds and the calls specifically to get 
uh, a, a replacement. I, again, I know, again, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record here. There are people that feel that you, they don't need a replacement. And I would, I would, I would humbly uh, disagree with you. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm quitting Game Pass, which you're going to get into momentarily. Um, <laughs> but the, the reality is, is that you're trying to sell a service. And if you're trying to sell a service that has been on an upswing for what seems like years since it, uh, its inception in summer of 2017, you must have content. Um, and uh, like the first Super Chat of the day came, he, he's, he's being an honest gamer. Hey, listen, I, I, I don't want double-A games. I don't want top-down shooters. I want triple-A bombs. That's why I subscribe. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. That's his opinion. He's absolutely entitled to it. But let's get into uh, topic number two of what happened over the weekend when apparently the, the, the hip thing, um, as the kids say, was uh, announcing to the gaming world that you yourself – or you know yeah, 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 that you were leaving Xbox Game Pass because it wasn't worth uh, the fifteen dollars a month, the inherent value for said people. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't worth it. Now, the one thing we have to just put out right out there immediately is value is is subjective. Your uh, your your ideology of what ten dollars means to you might be different from me. Uh, you work overtime for uh, you know to, 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 you know so you you buy your games and I'm a retired dude so I don't work overtime anymore because well I'm retired and as a retired guy you can't just go around throwing your money like you could if when you were working overtime because I used to work overtime for games sounds ridiculous but that's exactly what I used to do um, and I can't do that anymore because I am no longer a police officer I'm now a, a full time content creator um, and that's fine. But Xbox Game Pass, its inherent value to me is off the charts because of what it gives me. I mean, if you are just finding Xbox for the first time, let's say, for instance, you just got yourself a Series S, like a lot of people have been posting, and you go to and you subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, it's instant backlog for said person. Instantly, you have a backlog because there's 400 plus games there, and it's, and and there are AAA bombs in there. Uh, including Halo and, For- and Forza and Gears and a lot of the, the you know the big first party stuff, um, but there's also a lot of double A, a lot of uh, a lot of indie, a lot of single A stuff that will like Trek to Yomi day and date. That's that may that may be a, a small team, but that game is looks as big budget as possible as you can possibly get. So let's 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 try and break this down now. Look, the one thing I'm going to say is. I don't take anything personally, folks, simply because, well, there's nothing you can actually tell me that I haven't heard on the streets wearing a uniform, right? So I, I, I laugh it off like I did back then. Um, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. The one thing I will stand up and I will, I will have I'll tell you straight up that I have an unbelievable distaste for is dishonesty uh, for, the, uh, for the growth of, some, of said channel uh, or to get clicks or to get people to follow you on Twitter. I think it's ultimately pathetic. And what's uh, sickening and what's embarrassing, for me anyway, is that, you know, when I do these shows, I do a significant amount of research for every show. I do four show, four live shows a, a week. And I'm always doing something, whether I'm sitting on the couch with the missus watching, you know, what we're addicted to in Korean television. Like, we're, we're, we're addicted to Korean dramas. We watch it every day. It's, it's amazing, right? And we do subtitles. We don't do uh, dubbed because dubbed is terrible. Um, I'm always doing work for the channel. She's always finding stories. She's always doing artwork. Mrs. Boom is constantly working and she's not retired just yet. She still actually works. Um, and we pride ourselves in the product that we put out there 
for you fine folks to listen to. Now, we may not always agree, but we do the work that's necessary that make what we do important to the conversation. And what I saw this weekend was nothing short of gross, folks. There were people, and I'm not going to, again, we, we, don't, we don't put people's names out, out here. That's not what we do on this channel. Mm -hmm. uh, with check marks, blue check marks, meaning that they are like higher tier, the upper echelon of Twitter, getting on this, uh, this uh, shame, Xbox Game Pass shaming that was going on about how they were quitting um, and uh, leaving the business, so to speak. And uh, something happened with Kotaku, who, of course, is... I, I look at Kotaku as a, as a news outlet. I think of them as the Inquirer. You know that, that, that garbage rag that you see when you're going to pay for your groceries at your local stop and shop that says, Elvis bangs alien and mm. baby emerges? Yeah. That is the kind of stuff that I think Kotaku is, is, is compared to. So this is what they put out there, folks. Um, after years of hype, this is, this is the, the, the headline of their article. After years of hype, the Xbox Game Pass burnout is here. Wow, thank you for telling me that. Super important. Well, thankfully, Xbox Game Pass didn't take it laying down. And as the kids call it, the slapback, well, it was uh, large. And it was uh, it embarrassed Kotaku. When I say good on them, they replied to them say, saying this. Tell me you limit yourself to only AAA games without telling me you limit yourself to only AAA games. And again, this is it's it, it, it I, I find it in 2022 that we still have these publications on a witch hunt for Xbox when it seems as if Sony, no matter how bad they do, how anti-consumer that they are, which we're going to talk about that tomorrow on um on, on, on primetime gaming, some new mm -hmm. information comes out of Asia, folks. Uh, guess what? If you got your uh, your uh, Sony PlayStation Plus pers uh, uh, subscription for a discount, <laughs> well, you're going to have to pay the piper in, uh, in making up the balance because uh, you, people are in Asia are reporting that if they got it on a discount, Sony is requiring them to pay the balance in order for them to use their subscription. Read. Ridiculous, but we're going to get into that tomorrow on Primetime Gaming. Uh, let me bring Pong Soul into the conversation. Pong, we, 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 you saw what happened with Kotaku. And, and again, is this surprising? No, because they're just pure garbage. That's what they are. They're, they have fallen from grace. They used to be a publication that I looked to for news. And now, like I said, they're like, to me, as good as like the Inquirer is for news. Are you surprised by this? But more importantly, what was the deal with everyone quitting uh, uh, my Xbox Game Pass and announcing it to the world. <laughs> hey, first of all, let's start here, Boom, real quick. A little bit of breaking news, potentially, which has been quickly scrapped on Twitter. The Game Awards official account, and I double-checked it, had quickly posted and then even quicker taken down Call of Duty Modern Warfare yeah. 2 will be released on October 28th, 2022. Obviously a mistake. They yep. did not mean to post that today. Probably getting ready for the June Game Awards where they're supposed to show or the Game Fest, uh Keeley's Game Fest on the ninth. Yeah. Off. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's but, a big uh, boo-boo. Yeah, it like, looks Call, like Call October of Duty 28th. just Call of Duty yep. just posted it. Did they? Yeah, did they finally they posted it, it, it now. Yeah, they posted a nice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice amazing looking uh, <laughs> box do that? art. <laughs> Whoops, too bad. All right, so October. Oh, it's out there. Yep, it's out yeah. there now. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, 
as far as Kotaku goes and all this nonsense, look, I hate even talking about this stuff. This is the stuff that Steele and I rant about um, on Saturday mornings on Living Split Screen a lot within the community. Look, I don't know what the deal is with the First of all, Kotaku. Kotaku is yeah, completely dead to me. I refuse to yeah. click on their articles anymore. I didn't click on it either. I, I no. won't be a part of the problem. I, I will not be a part of the problem. Of the, they of the, they yeah. do this stuff on purpose. They drum up drama on purpose. And again... They weren't the first to do it. There was certain blue check marks posting their statements about Game Pass um, on on Twitter, obviously on social media. So Kotaku just picked up on it, wrote the article, knowing full well, knowing full well that they were going to get those clicks because both sides of the spectrum here, Xbox and PlayStation fans, uh, especially the, the the diehards, the ones that live and die by their plastic box, are going to click on it for their own. Um, entertainment uh, or, you know, uh, rage per se, whichever way you're going to look at it from whatever side. So I, I, you know, again, I expect nothing more out of Kotaku uh, at this point. So I think it's worthless. I think it's dumb, but this is what has happened in society in general with journalism. These days, things are like this are propped up in order to get the clicks because that's how they get paid. And that's the difference we have nowadays versus the older journalistic days. Not that it was never done back then. It certainly was. We know that. But it's yeah. just more so, it's more prevalent now than ever before. So um, as far as people announcing it, again, people love to jump on bandwagon. We've seen this time and time again. Whatever it is, people have to feel validated or have to feel like they're part of the group conversation that they think is going around because Twitter is life, right? And that's what happens. And so people jump into narratives, whether they're being real or not, they're going to do it just to make sure that they feel that they're a part of the conversation at the end of the day. And I think that's another huge problem that's been created. Again, there's many, many fantastic things that have come out of the internet and social media, but there's also a lot of negativity. And this is one of those things that we see constantly happen in, in this game pass subscribe or unsubscribe drama was the latest and greatest it seems like we are getting this on a weekly basis look if you're going to unsubscribe the game pass cool again i have zero problem with that again who i'm not going to tell you to stay subscribe to game pass if you don't think it's worth it right. if you're one of those again with the, the value of, of right. anything is is subjective Correct. It, the value is based upon the customer and what they're willing to pay. So if for you, all you're looking for is the triple A first party titles. Well, then absolutely. Of course. Why would you again, if motorsport yeah. and it's not announced yet, but if motorsport comes around June 12th and that's still not enough for you to subscribe to game pass. So be it. That's, yeah. that's cool. That's cool with me. Right. Again, for me, like I've stated, I, I was the, I, again, Biggest hyper of Starfield, one of them right here. Okay, one of the biggest Dude, believers we, in we, that. We right? both took the huge L. Right, both right, of right. Us. Took took a huge L on it. Right, but for me, like I stated when we were discussing all that, as a gamer, I know who I am. Like Steele always talks about, like we talk about a living split screen. Know who you are as a gamer. I know who I am. I'm a grazer. Okay, I try all of these games. Game Pass, like Microsoft first party could not release another title for the next five years. Not that I want that, but they could not release another title for five years and just keep putting third parties and indies and double A's in that service. I would still stay subscribed because for me, it's value. 
beyond like I'm getting more out of Game Pass that for that for my monthly fee than probably a lot of people are. But that's me. Right. So, again, but why you need to announce it to the world, why blue blue check marks in particular think that their opinion is so important that they have to announce to the world what they're doing with their money or what they're doing with their bills is ridiculous to me. I, I just don't get it. Again, and some of these people, some of these people don't like backlash. Some of these people have left social media because they feel like they're getting bullied because they put out these hot takes and then all of a sudden people are jumping in. Look, you have to expect that nowadays. This is a part of it. If you're going to put yourself out there in public with some hot takes, you got to expect <laughs> that you're going to get something back, but exactly. you can't go crying victim at that point. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. You can't. And it's an unpopular opinion sometimes, but it's true. You can't do that. I come from the old school. If you're going to put yourself out there. If you're going to say something stupid in a sp- public space. If you don't think that other people don't have the right to say something to you, if they don't agree with you, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I really don't. So I think all of this is just nonsense. There is no reason that you need to get validated on Twitter by uh, you know jumping on this bandwagon and saying, ah, I'm unsubscribing to blah, blah, blah. If you are, cool. Go about your day. Nobody yep. cares. And again, the people that do care, you don't want that energy. Okay? You don't want that in your life. Uh, maybe you do. I, again, but yeah. I don't. So, so again, just go on with your life. This was a ridiculous uh, thing that kind of wound up. This week, again, it just kind of steamrolls. When this negative news comes out, there's always more to it. It just continues to roll down the mountain and gather more steam, and it gathers up more people as it rolls. And then we wind up with all these other narratives or all these other topics that pop in that just add to it, and it becomes this giant, giant boulder rolling down the hill. Get out of the way. Just get out of the way. Watch it pass. And, and wave to it as it goes by because there's no sense of joining in. There, there really isn't for me. For me, again, it's just me. Yeah, no, listen, I, lo- I love the hot take, honestly. Uh, let me just uh, catch up with some super chats and I'm bringing Steel Rain, your buddy <laughs> and partner, from, of course, Living Split Screen, which, and if you're not subscribed, man, if you trust me, I want to see these guys get to a thousand, uh, thousand subs. It, it is. It is a big deal. It is such a big deal for a content creator to see that 1K and get officially monetized by Twitter. It, I mean, by Twitter. Jesus Christmas. By, by YouTube. Please get over there. All of their links are there. All you got to do is click. I make it super easy. All of their information. Click, click. Two clicks. Click the name. Click on the YouTube channel. Ija, you're done. Get, it, get, them, get them over there. Uh, tell them that Boom sent you. And uh, sub their channel, please. Uh, but still, Rain, before I get to you, Drawn TJ says this after dropping an additional outstanding $10. which just says, boom, you're always worth the Super Chats, and you have an amazing panel, as always, and great content. Keep being you. Love listening while at work. Well, thank you for the very, very nice compliment. And, of course, the generosity once again. Good friend of the pro- uh, program, Danny Passion Official, drops a $2 Super Chat and says, give me a AAA show or out on sub. <laughs> I love it. That's great. And Brigaders Blue drops a very generous $5 super chat says, can't stay and and chat, but wanted to swing by and show some support. Love all the hard work that goes into these shows. Always make sure to watch them. Well, thank you, brother, for the generosity. But, of course, more importantly, the awesome compliment. Definitely glad that you are enjoying the content. Steel Rain. Uh, yeah. This this is something we were talking about again. Um, uh, we one, I, <sighs> yeah. one of the things that I have a distaste for are people that grandstand uh, to promote 
hate to promote yeah. uh, infighting. Uh, and, and and basically, they're the kind of people that want to watch the world burn. I, I don't <laughs> like that at all. It always leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And why I specifically talked about some of the blue checkmarked uh, community members that jumped on this bandwagon, as Pong said, is when you have a certain amount of subs, when you have a certain community that follows you for your opinion, you have a certain responsibility to not be dishonest or disingenuous to your listeners and your followers mm-hmm. and your and your subscribers. And when I saw a lot of these very, very high caliber blue checked marked uh, Twitter uh, community members jumping on this, I hate Xbox all of a sudden, uh, inherent value sucks, uh, Game Pass not worth $15. I find it hilarious because these are the same people that were getting uh, getting excited to pay $18 a month for uh, which is essentially old games for mm-hmm. the PlayStation uh, service that's launching next month. And again, tomorrow, uh, primetime gaming, we're going to go ham on that because, mm-hmm. my God, Sony for the payers, not the players. But please, Steel Rain, what were your thoughts on this, man? Um, and I have one quick question. I thought we didn't buy consoles to play old games. I, I, you know <laughs> what? You're, you are absolutely correct in saying so because, mm. well, I have all my old consoles. I can go play, I can go play those old games there. Why mm. would I want to play old games there? Rain. Uh, yeah, it's a definitely interesting conversation that just kind of lets you know that that even that conversation was kind of a uh, just a shot in the dark or just somebody throwing smoke up there. That all something else is an example that people just ran with. Um, for this, it is extremely weird to me that people are doing something similar to this again um i didn't really see much of this any in any other the social media platforms that i follow so facebook or youtube i saw some of it but it wasn't as prevalent as it was on twitter um but with that it's weirdo behavior to me personally (laughs) i Um, love it i love when you say that weirdo behavior it, it i mean but that's exactly what it is when you're looking for somebody else to validate your opinion um it just shows me that maybe you don't have a personal opinion and you base your opinions off of other people. I can't, I can't fall in line with that. I can't agree with that mentality. And I am always going to be the proponent to tell people, Hey, I need you to be able to make a decision for yourself. It's like when people ask me, Hey, what kind of game should I play? Or the first question I ask, do you have friends? What kind of games do you like to play? Because I cannot force my opinion on anybody. But with that being said, again, the biggest part, um, and Pong's touched on it, is the validation asset. Um, With the internet being as prevalent as it is, um, and again, like I talked about a little bit in the background, maybe I'm just numb to it because I've been around for such a long time and I've been part of the internet since I've grown up, but people have always seek some form of validation where there was looks or whether it was your apparel or where there was your car. It doesn't matter what it is. People are always looking for validation. Um, for this whole game pass scenario, people want be, people want other people to jump in to say, see, I told you so game pass isn't worth it. Oh, I told you so that is not, it's not going to work. Xbox is failing. Oh, this ABC company is failing because they're trying this method and we need you to go buy your games at $60, $70. When that has also been proven not to work. So it's like you're playing both sides of the fence. It's like you're playing tug of war, but you're only playing tug of war with yourself. 
right? So you get on one side, you're pulling real hard, and y'all, let me jump on the other side, and you pull real hard. And it's like you're playing this back and forth game that isn't going anywhere. Why? Because nobody knows the direction it's going to end up going. All of it is a gamble. Nobody is saying that Microsoft using Game Pass and putting first-party games day in day and cutting these deals to make sure that you as the consumer, you as the gamer, have as much variety and as much of a value, quote-unquote, um, that you could possibly have, that you've ever been offered. Go back in the last 20 years and see how much value you've been offered in gaming until here recently. Unless you were doing things illegally, pirating games, modding your Xbox. Right, let's, let's not pretend like that wasn't a thing. There's plenty of people who have done that. And that was the only way you were really truly getting value unless you went to like a blockbuster Hollywood video, whatever your renting service was at the time. For me, seeing people constantly jump on this, uh, again, Paul touched on this, it's, it's the bandwagon of fan. It's like your favorite team just won the Super Bowl, got the championship, and then all of a sudden you see that next year, people who aren't fans of sports or weren't ever fans of that team, now they're fans. It seems like they're fans, like everybody's a fan of the Golden State Warriors, right? Everybody's a fan of the Lakers, the popular teams. Just like everybody's a fan of PlayStation. Why not? They've been around for a long time they've kind of set the standard in a lot of different ways and have done a lot of beautiful things but that also makes it interesting because like you said boom when they're putting out a similar service whether people want to say oh it's competing it's not competing come on guys like i know xbox says oh we're, we're looking at amazon we're looking at google you're still competing with playstation at the end of the day and the only reason i say that is because that's where the conversation starts and ends unless you involve the, the toxic PC guys that want to be PC master race and try to force their opinion, which I don't think is necessarily the right thing to do either. But PlayStation and Microsoft are always going to be in competition with each other unless somebody else jumps into the picture. It's blatantly obvious by what we're seeing PlayStation do. Now, whether that's going to work or not, it's completely different. Um, but to see people make it, Put it, out, put it out there like, oh, um, it's not enough value to me. I need AAA games. And then seeing um, Xbox themselves put out that um, basically a rebuttal to Kotaku saying, Which tell me you, awesome. Awesome tell me you care see. about AAA games without telling me you care about AAA games. And then me seeing people say, oh, why are you triple game, AAA game shaming us? Imagine what that. are we talking about? Yeah, imagine that. Unfortunately, whether you guys want to realize it or not, AAA games do not move that needle anymore. Sure, me and Paul have this conversation. I've had this conversation in the background where it's like, yes, you need first-party IP to identify your boss. Sure. But we're also not in the same space anymore to where that is as important as anything else. Starfield and Redfall can complete, completely remove out the picture. If Modern Warfare 2 drops on Game Pass day one this fall, guess what everybody's going to care about? Modern Warfare 2, not Redfall, not Starfield. Those games are games that people like us care about, not the majority, not the consumers that are out there picking up a console. Those are extra pieces, especially nowadays. Back in the day, you had to make that decision based on, well, this console offers me this, and these games look better over here, and you had to have that. Can I, can I add something to this? Uh, because yeah. Mike Rose, uh, if you know who uh, Mike Rose is, he is, and I'm, let me give his exact title. He is, uh, the, the, they publish Descenders. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, that's a, that's, that's a big game. That game came out of nowhere. My nephew plays it every time he's here, and he loves recording himself crash. It is just unbelievable. How he takes up all my memory when he does that. Um, mm -hmm. He said something 
to uh, to add on to the Xbox Game Pass quitting conversation, he says this. I've said this before, but Game Pass is guaranteeing success for dozens of devs every single month by paving by paying them their entire dev costs and then some on day one. Anyone tweeting Game Pass is bad for devs has zero clue about the industry, how the industry works, and should get in a bin, meaning a garbage bin. But please continue, Steel Rain. Uh, another point that I want to make is I I, I love uh, some people try to take what you say and twist it in their own way and people hear things differently, um, but in no way shape or form and I, am I excusing the lack of first party games? No, 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 no. There's no excuses here. I don't. We've look at, all been public. About, we've all said right. our piece that they need to be better. Yeah. One hundred percent. There's no there is no excuse for that. Like Boston Burger mentioned earlier in the show, it is very. Uh, for lack of a better way to put it, piss poor for you to have all these studios now um, and have nothing to show for. It doesn't show face very well for at least people like us. Now, again, because we're not in the same space that we have been previously within the last, again, couple decades, games are differently. That's why we're seeing services like Game Bass be talked about as much as they are. If it didn't matter, you wouldn't be talking about it. If it didn't matter, you wouldn't tell people that you're unsub from Game Pass because you saw no value. Obviously, there is something there for you. There was a reason there for you. But your reason isn't my reason. I don't only care about AAA games. I care about games. Is the game good or is it not? In my personal opinion, am I going to play it? Because I'm the type of gamer who... One, I'm also a multiplayer gamer, PvP focused, more so gamer, but I'm also a gamer. When I find a game that I like, I put over 500 hours into the game. Yeah. And I'm not that. And what that means is I'm not playing other games. Biggest example, and I'm going to use it, and I'm going to end it, I'm going to end it with this. I played Black Desert Online on PC when it came out, uh, I want to say around 2017. Gamer came out 2014, but I played it on PC. I heard rumors that the game was coming to Xbox, or uh, was coming to console, I should say more so. I was like, all right, well, I'll stop playing it on PC, and I'll get it on. Uh, I'll play it when it comes there. Lo and behold, not only did it release on consoles, the game also released directly into Game Pass. I have put almost 2,000 hours into that game. I spent a year, almost two years of my life, only playing that game. Wow, dude. What other games, what other games would, would I have been playing? And I don't regret it. I've enjoyed and loved every minute. It's like the same thing with people with Destiny. Destiny was in Game Pass. I bet tons of people jumped right back in and said, oh, man, you know, I didn't really agree with some of the things that they did before, but, oh, it's free to play? Oh, yeah, let me get in there, jump and try it out. It is working. The zeitgeist is working. That's why people are trying to move against it or why people are trying to justify uh, their dollar. Although, you do not question these things when it comes to your other services. Yeah. And that does not make sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't. 100%. Listen, let's continue this conversation. We're going next to Boxenberger. You saw, you obviously changed your name to unsubscribed Boxenberger. You didn't <laughs> unsubscribe from Game Pass. What, what, what are your thoughts on the shenanigans that went on over the weekend and how people really doubled down on? <laughs> The value, and again, I said this before, I'll say it again, inherent value is subjective, but to suggest that Game Pass doesn't have enough to go, to warrant a $15 a month uh, um, uh, dollar ratio is just is just silly, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, I mean, it's no secret that I'm a big fan of of the the model, the subscription model. Uh, it allows uh, us gamers to save so much money to discover so many games. I played dozens and dozens of games that I normally 100%. would have never tried out. Um, from the bigger titles to the smallest indie games, there's in, in, in all kinds of genre, we have games that we can simply try out. Playing Trek to Yomi right now would have never play, bought that game, loving it. Um, there is just something for everyone in Game Pass, and they constantly add bigger and smaller titles. And um, it it completely changed. And I made a, many videos about that. It completely changed our perception of value in gaming. It it, it kind of makes it really hard to justify full game pr purchases right now because at the end we have so many games in Game Pass to play that the question is not just do I do I invest a certain amount of money to buy a game. It is also do I have the time to actually play it then? Yes. <laughs> and and that changes the the discussion of value in gaming completely. When you when you have to argue, okay, man, there's there's this game that I can play without extra charge in Game Pass. Of course, there's another game uh, coming out that I have to pay full price, but I only have the time to play one of them. So which one are you going for? Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. This kind of discussion is completely. Has completely changed the the discussion uh, in 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 value in gaming, and that's why I love a, a Game Pass. It it saves me money. It, it allows me to discover new games, and there's really no point in time I can see right now where where I'm not going to be subscribed. Um, whether they delay Starfield or Redfall or not, people are acting like they have canceled the games. They are not canceled. They you will be able to play those a few months later. They are coming in the first half, twenty twenty three. So, um, yeah, you're gonna play them four four months later or so. That that's what we are talking about here. It's 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 ridiculous. The interesting thing about this is though, um, well, we know that that Kotaku has these bad takes. Mm -hmm. The question is, what made the Microsoft marketing or social media team be that openly critical? Uh, you know what? It was it Kotaku. was a bit shocking. Uh, it yeah, was, it was actually a bit because... shocking. Was actually, one one of the social media managers who actually follows me, I couldn't believe that she actually follows me, says that that, that she actually re responded to it. I guess people were asking, "Wow, that's that's very unlike uh, Microsoft to to allow this back and forth." Yeah. Uh, yeah, she uh, actually said something to the effect that oh, oh we, we take things personally here and we're very spicy. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah. It is. It is. And uh, I mean, I, they probably wouldn't have done that with an IGN uh, or something. Um, not because yeah. they might be a little bit bigger, but um, because the with the history of Kotaku, of course, uh, they they have these uh, shit takes. Pardon my French. Uh, uh, yeah. constantly and it's it's still interesting though uh, because usually a marketing team a communication team um is, is simply ignoring these kind of uh comments and they doubled it down even larry herb posted under that um that comment from the official xbox game pass account a mic drop gif you know yeah <laughs> so mm -hmm. um that is that is interesting, and it just tells you that they are still feeling confident about the service. Yeah. 
And that is that that that's the message message that got to me. It was a yeah. risky move yes. to do that. To come out like this and and make a statement like that is risky because yeah. you never know these days how social media will take that that narrative where where that will end up and suddenly you have a shitstorm over yourself you didn't anticipate when you're tweeting it out but in this way uh, in, in this this time it, it went well for them and um actually like i said my my personal reception was like okay they are still very confident in in their service and what they offer and the, the value that they provide and and that's the message that got to me and mm -hmm. um that is a good message to to bring to to the customers so yeah it wasn't a dumbass discussion about subbing subscribing unsubscribing the interesting thing is for me how xbox react because that's unusual and i love it yeah yeah no it, 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 it's 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 showing their fangs and i absolutely, absolutely. love that I, I i think it it it's it's great um and you know what folks as people are talking i'm looking to see whether or not, because I know there's a, there's a conversation to be had whether or not uh, PlayStation has the marketing rights for Call of Duty, whether we're getting this into so. Xbox Game Pass. I, I think it's coming to Game Pass, and I was looking to see if they did like a dual, hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it's coming on the October 28th, and I'm looking, folks, and I, I don't see it. So I'm kind of wondering whether or not, man, Microsoft, I, I, I really think, honestly, that PlayStation did not want to spend the $300 million it costs uh, this year, knowing yeah. that they're going to lose that brand uh, recognition once Microsoft uh, signs, uh, signs the paperwork. Um, and uh, that's and honestly... Uh, may, may I, if please, I, please. I know it's not in the topics, but I've given this a lot of thoughts. Um, can you imagine what kind of discussions are going on behind the scenes right now? And, Crazy. and I think, I think Sony wants to play nice by Microsoft right now because they know if they are gonna lose a Call of Duty on their platform, if they are gonna lose the big oh, games like an Overwatch 2, a Diablo 4, etc., which is still not clear whether they are going to be exclusive or not yeah. but these th negotiations will come up mm -hmm. so if microsoft approaches them and and says okay even if you have the marketing rights but we want to bring this to game pass are you really are you really doubling down on that contract that you signed like three four years ago think maybe about not this. yeah and listen, that's, don't that's poke a, the bear because he has exactly big that's the one that. thing the other thing is um like you said they are spending hundreds and millions of dollars um on on that marketing deal for yeah. a brand they are gonna lose eventually and guess who gets that money a couple of months later? Because we all know in November, December, January, somewhere at that point in time, yeah, yeah. Microsoft will own them. And if then turns, yep. guess who get yeah. who will who will catch that check? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, so, they'd be helping uh, develop Xbox's next game. Yep. Exactly. And to double down on this point, um, Microsoft might ah man to bring this game now to Game Pass day one that costs us I I mean I, I'm making up a, a three hundred million dollars now, but who cares? Three months later we're gonna paying own yourself. them. And then that's money. <laughs> you're paying yourself. That's, that's our money again. So exactly, <laughs> it's kind of like you're paying yourself. <laughs> so much. if you yeah. factor all this in, I think it is really in the realm of the possible that that Call of Duty is gonna be 
uh, at day one game pass. Yeah. Well, again, I, I, I hate going off the rails because, you know, obviously we we have a, we still have to talk about the EA situation. Yeah. We're going to get there. <laughs> but it really does make you wonder uh, how how abruptly this was announced. Like a snap, boom, Thursday, here yeah. you go. These two biggest games, new IPs, exclusives canceled. Maybe they were like, yeah, you know what? We we did cancel our first party, but you know, it, I think that it the, the 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 love letter to the community would be, uh, and it would be world breaking news. Like just as big as the news it was as the cancel, uh, I keep saying cancellation, the delay of Starfield and Redfall. If they if if it gets announced at let's say the Keeleys, which is the ninth, or on the on the twelfth, uh, you know. Uh, they get up there and they say, you know, we're going to show you some gameplay from the new Call of Duty. If it's if, on their stage, you know what's coming to Game Pass. Boom. That would be bro- yes, sir. Boom! Oh, uh, in that in the official trailer that Call of Duty just launched, they had mm-hmm. a date in there of June eighth, twenty twenty two. So it sounds like they're going to do they're going to do the official kind of announcement the day mm-hmm. before the Keeleys. So maybe we do get more information. You know, again, if it shows up on the twelfth, we know what it's about, right? If, yeah. if they if, if that if that logo pops up on Xbox's stage, we know what's happening. Yeah, you could yeah. get a situation where they do like yeah. a campaign reveal or something, yes. or in yeah. uh, one show, then do a multiplayer at a different show. Yeah, right? it, 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 absolutely. Let, it, listen, it's going to be a big deal. But listen, real quick, let me just catch up on the super chats, and then I'll bring you Mavin on the conversation. Uh, Beast Mode Ten drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Call of Duty announced for October twenty eighth officially." Yes, brother. Thank you so much for the information. Uh, and of course, thank you for the generosity. Appreciate you being here. Drawn TJ drops an additional two dollars super chat, and he's still uh, he wants to know where Forza Horizons expansion is and new cards. Yeah, I think that's definitely yep, going to be shown off on the twelfth. I just hope that we get a return. I know this is, I'm being selfish, folks. I'm being I'm being a selfish gamer here. I hope that we return to uh, Hot Wheels because, man, still my favorite Fours of all time is Horizon Three. It's playing on those tracks as a grown man when I used to play on them as a kid with those orange tracks. I and mean, my father used to help me build them, and we used to do the loop de loops and stuff. It's Dude, it's crazy. Um, on the bright side, drops an additional, my goodness, $10 super chat and says, I sub to HBO Max, Paramount Plus, etc. to binge great series. Then I unsubscribe. I stay subscribed to Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, and Netflix because there's always new AAA content. Game Pass will get there. Indeed, they will. Yeah, they're gonna, they're, they are going to, you know, the, the one per quarter that Phil Spencer talked about. That's coming. It, unfortunately, it's not this year. You know what? That's okay. That that it, it, you know, again, such is life. You know what it is. Uh, but uh, starting next year, there can't be any more excuses. So I'll just say that we, we we need the one per quarter. I'm not saying to, to to make Game Pass worth it. Game Pass is worth it, but they need to deliver on their first party. Again, a topic for another day. Freddie Fox drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Am I wrong for this take?" If God of War can get five years, if Last of Us 2 can get seven years, then we got to give Microsoft the same respect. It's been four years now in the new studios. And I mean, listen, you're right. You, you, you know, from 2018 when they were announced to, to now, we do know that some of those games were being worked on and why it's why Microsoft purchased them. But I, I agree. I think that we just have to get we have to be patient. That's just what it is. And Shane drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, if Xbox knew they would get Call of Duty day and date on uh, October 28th, this would be stupid not to delay Redfall and Starfield to polish and spread out content. I mean, that that's, 
again, that's a fantastic point. Mav, let's reel this back in. Did you cancel Xbox Game Pass because it's not worth your money anymore? I'm just curious. Oh, man. I, when I saw everybody doing it, I was like, oh, I need to do it, too. So I'm going to go. And I just had my, <laughs> yeah, I had my it. hand there ready to go. And I was just like, you know what? I'm an idiot. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> um, now, I, the, it's really funny seeing just the overall hive mentality of, pe- of gamers and social media and uh, Twitter and stuff. It's like somebody says something and it's like, oh. I need to do that too because they're cool and I like that they said that. So I'm going to go do the same thing. But not only am I going to do that, I'm going to make sure I let the world know as well because I want to be as cool as that guy that got Sheeple, a lot of attention for doing that same thing. And then somebody else sees that person's tweet is like, oh, he's really cool and he just is unsubscribed. I really value his opinion. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Now I'm going to go do the same thing. And make sure the world knows that I did it too. It's just I just don't understand. Um, and then then you have the opposite coming out of it, where it's like people saying, "I'm still subscribed to Game Pass." <laughs> it's like this like two day. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lie. I, I I followed Special Nick of Xbox Era. He had posted to the world that he wasn't leaving Game Pass, and I figured, well, let me get in on the conversation. Yeah, and, see, I, that's, and, that's and I tagged him in there. <laughs> You're a victim, boom. I am. Like that's what I'm saying. Like. This whole thing started, and then all of a sudden, like it's a whole like two days of people just saying, "I am subscribed or I'm not subscribed to Game Pass." And like the the reality is, like the people that originally posted it, who gives a crap? Like I don't care if you don't see value in Game Pass right now. Like just unsubscribe and then resubscribe when you want to. You have to announce it to the world, and then all these other people are like, "Oh, that's I, it's a it, it's amazing how." many people cannot have an opinion that they generate in their own mind themselves, right? Like a decision, like yesterday, they saw value in Game Pass, but all of a sudden, now I don't. Weird, after I just saw this random tweet. So I'm going to go make sure I do that too. Like, it's just like, it's just really strange. It's just a bunch of nonsense. It's just, there's not a lot of gaming news going on. This always happens when there's not a lot of gaming news currently. And people That's just, so it becomes Lord of the Flies, you know, in the gaming community. And people just start, like, making these little, like, groups and, like, attacking each other. And, and just, like, chaos ensues and stuff. And you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to say tomorrow that I uninstalled Warzone and see how many people say that they uninstalled Warzone. I don't know. Like, it's just going to be uh, something that's always going to happen. You're always going to see this hive mentality type thing going with gaming it's been around forever it's not going away um unfortunately but i ultimately is xbox fine absolutely they're killing it in sales again the the last sales report that came out uh last week um again uh winning over playstation globally and also um almost especially here in this in this side of the world almost uh, double again uh, in the u.s right so uh, you're talking about somebody that's gaining a lot of market share over what they had last generation. And not only that, I mean, if you look at the disparity of the market share, which last generation was like a two to one situation or a little bit more at the end of the day, this is like r- pretty dang close right now. And it's actually growing right now in Xbox's favor market share wise. And that's just on console sales, which is uh, less important to Xbox than it is to PlayStation currently. So uh, there's Xbox is fine. 
they're going to be okay without those uh, few subscriptions to Game Pass, and those people will be back as soon as they drop the AAA game that they want to see. And that's that's it. Yeah, I, quick, I want to talk about COD again. Let's just get back. Yeah, to yeah, well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Jeremy Russell says something really nice. He says, "Boom's the best host in podcasting. He types to everyone his four fingertips." Yeah, for, I I actually got yeah. accused by somebody saying that I have a button that I just press and welcome everybody. No, folks, actually. As you see, uh, you can watch just watch the camera. My eyes are not on the camera. My eyes are on the chat, uh, making sure a there are no trolls. Um, but also, I, I it's 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 my thing. It, it I love welcoming in everyone. It's it's hard to do, but I want to try and do it because being a podcaster isn't a guarantee, and I take no I take no views and subs for granted. So if I if I can at least welcome you in i will definitely give it the old college effort but uh n64 josh i want to get your opinion on this obviously mr tiktok himself best beard in the business for sure <laughs> um this this was a running trend uh it's unfortunate that there were some very very high caliber people who sup- are supposed to know better who are supposed to be above the shenanigans got in on it and uh, quite frankly you know again listen i, I i'm not disappointed by people because people are go- always going humans are going to be humans and they're going to disappoint you but to see high caliber folks with sub counts as well as check marks getting in on this game pass isn't worth my money i'm quitting this that and a third i thought it to be embarrassing uh, shameful even uh what were your thoughts on it it's not gonna move the needle like yeah. it's mm-hmm. not they're not going to do they're not going to do anything and let's be honest a lot of these check marks probably are as busy as the rest of us you know with work and creating content and all that stuff they have a backlog that was worth every penny of the 15 bucks a month or whatever it is now like i i just I, you know whatever i i guess if you need the engagement if you're uh, you know you need the clicks <laughs> sure tweet tweet stuff out like this because you know i you know your echo chamber and all i just i don't i don't get it it's not it's not why i tweet it's not why i you know i don't know it's 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 disappointing to say the least yeah it's it's just it it's just a it's just a joke you know at this point like i think steel said somebody said something about being triple a game shamed i'm like I'm done at that point. Like, get out of here. What, like, what is that? You're now talking about, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to pull your victim card on that one. You don't, you know, you don't get to, sorry, sorry. Just, uh, just stop. Like, I I don't know. And I mean, I mean, look, there may be people, like you said, we saw some people in chat. They're like, I, I, I stop services after they don't have something I want. I mean, cool. I, that's not me. I've been a subscriber of Game Pass since it launched, and I've probably played it the least out of any other person in this room or in this panel or possibly even watching. Because to me, it's still like when I want to play it, I know it's there, right? Then you start adding things like cloud gaming and I grab the backbone and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yo, I want to play Halo Wars 2 while I'm in bed now. Perfect. I'm going to be able to do that. That's it. Right. That's it's, it. It's I'm not going to talk about it. It's, it's just that's what it is. It's something that's not supposed to, it doesn't have to be for you. But if you're going to say, all right, well, just like you would do with anything else, if you're going to tell me, hey, I unsubscribe for this, why? Okay, what are you going to replace it with? Because that's what you do with other things. 
You, again, you don't do it with Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO Max. But you do say, hey, well, I, you know, I left because they don't have that season anymore. Or I left because if your only reason is they don't have AAA games, cool, man. That's that's cool for you. But that's not why this service exists. Better not see you subscribing to PlayStation Plus then either, right? Yeah, well, yeah, don't get it on a I discount mean, because you're gonna get you're gonna get the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the pay emoji to just pop say up it. and the credit card uh, slider, <laughs> like King David's been saying for years, is gonna pop up out of nowhere. It's gonna extend onto your PlayStation Five. You're gonna have to swipe the card in order to uh, continue your service, which is we yeah. heard about that today. That's ridiculous. Anyway, listen, folks, EA. Let's talk about EA for a second. Mm. Uh, listen, regardless of whether or not you like them, you hate them. Battlefield disappointed. Um, you know, uh, you know, you're excited for the next Star Wars uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order two, whatever it's going to be called, which is expected to be shown at this upcoming week of games, uh, E3, if you will. Um, well, apparently they're 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 on the the chopping block to be sold. Apparently, again, the the company that's in the game wants to get out of the game, and they've been talking to everyone you would imagine they would be talking to and this this was brought to us by uh, uh, uh um, you know producer of the game awards uh jeff producer and host of the game awards jeff keely he dropped it where ea has been talking to apple they've been talking to disney they've been talking to amazon and like I said, even though he specifically didn't say it, I would imagine that Microsoft was in on that conversation at one point because this, this conversation is probably relatively old. Um, EA is a big, big publisher, one of the biggest publishers. They're right up there with Activision Blizzard. They're right there with Microsoft. They're right there with PlayStation. They're right there with Ubisoft. Um this is one of the reasons why you see Microsoft making these big moves. You know, you thought it was just Bethesda, and then they, they dropped a megaton bomb on us uh, early this year where uh, it was announced that they intend to purchase Activision Blizzard. We expect that to go through by year's end. That's pretty much, uh, I don't want to say guarantee, but it's, it's going to happen way, one way or another. Uh, and this is what Microsoft has been concerned with. Now, obviously, Microsoft has been in the business now 22 years in regards to gaming. Sony doubled that as well as, as Nintendo. They've been in, in the business for decades. And what was concerning for specifically Microsoft, because this is the Xbox Factor podcast, is having someone like an Amazon simply just spend the money and get into the gaming aspect of the of the of you know of the business and um you know i want to talk about this because uh pong this shocked a lot of people we we if you would have asked me first of all if you would have asked me last year if microsoft who who they were going to buy activision blizzard would have been probably the bottom of the list but in that same conversation, Pong, if you would have said, hey, do you think EA is going to sell? I'm like, you're crazy. There's no way they're going to sell. Apparently, it looks like they want to get out of the business. And uh, wow. I mean, whoever gets them is going to come into some incredible IPs, incredible studios, a legacy of Madden in itself is just monster. Um what are your thoughts on this? But were you surprised when Jeff Keighley let the cat out of the bag, so to speak? No, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I think that um, it's been quite clear. I mean, Take Two was in conversations at one point, too. Now, they've come out and re 
stated that their position is that they are going to remain independent. They have no yep. plans of being purchased. But again, money talks and BS walks. We all right. know this, right? In this industry right now, in the midst of the great consolidation, we'll call it at this point, and entertainment as a whole changing and consolidating as well, it doesn't shock me. I think everybody at some point is up uh, for, you know, the option of being purchased. And I think that EA is in quite the same kind of boat that Activision Blizzard is Uh, a little bit different because I think they're a little bit more diverse uh, in their lineup. So they do have different revenue streams coming in from all sorts of different types of games where Activision Blizzard was, you know, between World of Warcraft and Call of Duty, that was your two main breadwinners and it was kind of propping up the entire company. And we heard Activision Blizzard come out and talk about how it wasn't sustainable anymore. That call of duty year after year uh, just was burning out the franchise and to go to an every, uh, you know, two year or every three year cycle wasn't feasible because the investors expect that yearly bump from call of duty. And they actually expect a bigger bump. It, it, we could all sit back and say, God, how can this be? These companies are making billions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. We could all look at that. But the problem being is when you're investor run that those investors aren't okay with the status quo year after year, you have to continuously increase that. They, they want to see those numbers climbing hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It's a house of cards. Eventually when you get to be so big, like an EA, we've seen the problems with Ubisoft, right. Um, and, and obviously Activision Blizzard. So again, it, it doesn't shock me in the least. They're going to be out there looking now for me personally, when I look at the situation and I know they've talked to a lot of people, if an Amazon or an Apple were to jump into this game, or if a Google were to come back in all of a sudden and, and regrouped and decided they wanted back in on this action, then yes, absolutely an acquisition is going to be on the table. There's only so many companies that could afford to handle that type of acquisition. So if if they're not on the board, and we know that Microsoft is another one, but they're not in the position right now with the Activision No, Blizzard no, they're, they're, they're off the board. They're yeah. off the board right now. Yeah. So what I see is a merger. What I see is a merger because the CEO, we've heard that the top brass does not want to jump out of the game. They want to stay. The CEO wants to stay in place. They're looking for that type of acquisition or merger. So I think a merger is more likely than anything else. A merger between EA and a Ubisoft would create a ridiculous publisher. Now they've got each got their individual problems, but if they could merge and then go, take the time to start fixing those problems as one big company. Um, I think that that would definitely be uh, a situation where you would have this publishing house that would be pretty much insulated from the rest of the industry. It would not matter what happens elsewhere. They would be protected from being acquired because they would be so gigantic. It would not be an easy process by any stretch of imagination. There would be a lot of layoffs, which is never a good thing. Um, you don't want that publicity, but that would definitely happen in something in a situation like that. Um, or maybe an EA Embracer group, um, you know, merger as well. That would give, you know, talk about having huge amounts of IP underneath one umbrella. I mean, Embracer already has that, but then you've got the powerhouse, some of the powerhouse AAA stuff from EA along with all the double A stuff and a little bit of triple A now too, that Embracer group has eaten up. 
man, oh man, talk about a secure situation right there. You're being able to pump out. I mean, we heard Embracer Group's got 90 games, I think, ready to rock and roll in the next two years or something. Two years, yeah, like up until yeah. 2023. Yeah, it's crazy. What, and what yeah. that would do is also beef up EA's, uh, you know, their subscription service, their EA Play. They could in, they could expand that out into a much bigger, bigger portfolio that would obviously give them a lot more power in the space and and obviously where the industry is going as as a whole that would give them a lot of power going forward so I, that's what i personally see now again an apple a google you know a 10 cent somebody could walk in 10 cents kind of off the table because of the chinese government right now kind of cracking down a little bit i don't know if they're up for that big of an acquisition they're more in the well, investment EA currently right is now. the highest valued yeah. uh right there with take two they're, yeah. they're like 38 or 40 something just just a hair under 40 billion dollars yeah and whoever does this has to be willing to take on nearly ten thousand jobs right and yes. again this is what phil always talked about this is where he was worried that somebody from the outside could come in as you mentioned boom and gobble up one of these st- you know, one of these staples of the gaming industry, EA is a staple, whether you like them or not, they are a staple in this industry. And yeah. to have somebody from the outside who doesn't necessarily respect that position or doesn't necessarily understand or more so complexity. even so earned yes, that position. Right, right, yeah. right exactly. But the, in that case, what are they going to do with an EA? I mean, could we see them trim them down? Again, that, that was always my thing with Ubisoft. Anybody who purchases Ubisoft is going to come in and possibly clean house because they are well, dude, they have Well, dude, they have, they have over 10,000 employees. Yeah, Ubisoft is 20,000. and, oh, and 20. EA's, Yeah, and EA is approaching 10. So, again, that's what you're worried about. That's what Phil is worried about. But, again... Microsoft can't buy up everybody. They can't protect everybody. That's not possible. You know what's crazy? You see, so, it's funny you say that because my heart is still broken over yeah. Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, of like, course. Honestly, Absolutely. like I, I know that it, it's done. It's a done deal. They they own Embracer. Embracer owns them. You know, uh, Eja. You know, as in the words of the great and late Richard Pryor, tough titty. Right. That's that's what yeah. happened. Uh, I'm still heartbroken over that because I really thought. Uh, Tomb Raider uh, had a home at Xbox. I really thought that Crystal Dynamics could be that third person over the shoulder, you know, uh, as Cognito from Iron Lord said, just, you know, hashtag just one. And when they were bought, it proved, it was proven that Microsoft's focus right now is clearly on uh, the ABK deal. Nothing else matters. So when I saw that EA is up for, for grabs, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think someone else is going to want to pick them up. The question is who? Right. Correct. And I think that that I mean, whatever's going to happen, I, I think if they're in selling mode and they are actively hunting, which has been said and, and Grub yep. came out and said that list that Keeley gave wasn't even everybody they talked to. So that means they are actively shopping one way or the other, whether it's a merger or a full blown acquisition, they are shopping heavy. I expect that we will definitely hear something within the next 12 months, 12 to 18 months. Yeah. If something's going to go down, because this is the time and again there's only so many i mean again we talk about activision blizzard being a once in a lifetime opportunity ea if somebody's going to do a full acquisition is a once in a lifetime opportunity that gives you instant credibility in this industry if you are an apple if you are a google uh you know or Or an an amazon Amazon, correct an amazon that instant credibility of having big name franchises 
full-fledged studios producing high-quality titles and revenues, uh, you know, streaming uh, streams of revenue coming in from those sports franchises and other monetized stuff like Apex Legends, etc. Look, that's special. You don't get those opportunities. So I think something will happen in the next 12 to 18 months. But yeah, no, this is this is what we kind of expected. Boom. This is yeah. again, people are scared of this stuff. I, I don't like it if somebody from the outside comes in and grabs them up because I am going to be worried what their overall you know goals are going to be and what they're going to do with the talent that's there. The studios, you always worry about them trimming the fat and a lot of people being out of jobs if they're not ready to take yeah. on that size of a company. And that's always the biggest fear. I just, you know, again, we're going to see it though. It was inevitable that this stuff was going to start happening at this point in the industry's life. And again, it does open up room for somebody else to come along and be the next EA eventually. That's what this does. It, it works out in the end. It's a cycle of life in this gaming industry. So this is the time it's going to happen. The industry is shrinking folks and not in, not in just not, not what, when I, Hold on a second. Before that, I, I'm not saying that it's shrinking. That's getting smaller. Consolidation is a thing. It's real. It's happening right in front of us. And it, this this could be the next the next big thing to happen. Steel Rain, let's get your opinion. Yeah. But before I do, brother, let me catch up with some of these super chats. Game player gamers play HUD Zero drops an outstanding additional two dollars super chat and says Xbox has the closest relationship with EA Criterion. Yes, they in fact they have an amazing relationship with ea uh sir x-man good friend of the program has dropped some outstanding five dollars which says boom i don't understand it's summertime people should be outside enjoying themselves they should be worried they, they they should be worried about games that are going to be delayed that i i absolutely agree did you see that uh that um tweet from paris paris lily with him touching grass i thought yeah, that was freaking hilarious i love paris Got to interview that. Got to get him on this show one day. Uh, I, but he's kind of big time, so I don't know. But we'll see. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do it. At Loki twenty nine seventy five drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Kind of hope Microsoft just buys Bioware and its IPs just because Xbox is pretty much a Western RPG kings right now." Yeah, dude, I would love to see a new Jade Empire. I'd love to. See, oh man, that would be so dope. Uh, that was such a great, great exclusive. Still rain. Yeah. As you've talked about on Living Split Screen with Pong Soul for, mm -hmm. you know, normally three plus hour shows, <laughs> um, consolidation is is a thing. Um, I honestly didn't see the EA uh, thing coming. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, is it was it a possibility? Sure, sure, absolutely. But I did not see this coming. And uh, there are a lot of companies that are looking to get into gaming because, quite frankly, like you guys said on your Saturday show, I think Pong mentioned it. Uh, PlayStation made five hundred plus million dollars off yep. of Call of Duty last year. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second: five hundred million dollars off of okay. one IP last year. So I would imagine that people like Amazon, like Google, who I think is out of the business anyway, um, or Apple, for instance, you know they they're seeing this and they're like, man, this this gaming business, this is this is for real. We got to get in on this. Right. Were you shocked by this announcement by Jeff Keighley? Um, shocked is definitely a good word to put it because uh, EA has definitely been in this rut over the last, at least to me, 10 years to where their games have kind of been uh, just kind of all battlefield. Their, their flagship IP has taken a dump, so to speak. That That is very true. Um, and that. I do assume um, that it could be a lot of internal fighting that's going on with that. Um, not 
nobody knows the direction that they want to take it. I don't, I don't, I don't know what person could be going on over there, but um, there's a, there is a few things that do make sense. Um, and again, if EA is looking at it as if like, look, man, games are getting expensive. We don't necessarily have the backing that we used to, um, which is still weird to me because EA is typically available everywhere. Um, so it's like, and I know they cut deals and, and everything so it's just it's weird to me that they're struggling um but it may not be part of that it may just, maybe they just want some some better support on the back end or whatever the case uh that could be very well possible to be able to kind of push out their ips maybe revitalize madden in a better way or maybe they looked at that fifa deal and they're like man we lost fifa what do we got to do now um so it could be something of that nature but for me as far as like the A conversation is is slightly short for me, but um, there's a couple of interesting ways that, that I like to take it. Um, one being, I do feel like people forget that Apple is one of Microsoft's biggest nemesis. No matter what happens throughout the years, um, Apple and Microsoft are always going to be, hate. they're going to hate each other. <laughs> um, now, regardless of the fact that Apple wouldn't exist today if it wasn't for Microsoft, but um, a lot of people don't know that, dude. A lot of Max. people don't know that. Keep competition, and we can. That's a whole different conversation. But let's just say <laughs> it was to keep the competition alive, right? So they get get any more scrutiny. But um, the, another interesting fact, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Um, the Electronic Arts Company founder Trim Hawk, uh, Trip Hawk, excuse me, worked at Apple in the seventies um, before founding EA in nineteen eighty two. Um, so it could make some sense for EA to jump in the bandwagon with Apple um, because of because of relationships. Um, apparently, there's all, a lot of other people that used to work for Apple who also joined on EA to help build it up and everything else. But so that could definitely be a proponent, especially with Apple being in this space to where they don't have to spend money on their gaming division, really. Um, it kind of just revitalizes itself right um apple arcade is is super big for them um and they don't have anybody specifically set up to put out a triple a game on their service or whatever the case may be um now that would take away because of knowing apple um that would definitely make the ips more exclusive um so in that aspect of it it would make some sense but at the same time, it might not because I don't think that EA would want their games to be exclusive in any way, shape, or form. Or um, with him, with them wanting to still stay in the positions that they're in, um, not get replaced or whatever the case may be, then I'd imagine that probably wouldn't be the best way. Um, yeah. uh, although I do feel like it would help benefit Apple TV, everything, whatever, but whichever. Um, my biggest, the one that I personally think would probably be Amazon, uh, just because Amazon seems like they're dedicated in the gaming space. Um, I don't necessarily think that Amazon necessarily sees it as, oh, we'd have to keep things exclusive to come into our ecosystem. Um, but they would kind of look at it like Microsoft kind of does. It's like, okay, well, it's just an additional benefit. Hey, if you come here, you're guaranteed to get these games in our service. Um, and here, this is an additional add-on along with the new Star Wars game, uh, the new Jedi Fallen Order game to where Oh, that's that's going to be in our service day one. You don't have to worry about it, whatever the case. If you're a Prime member, oh, you get access to it. They can cut so many deals to get entice so many people um, into that service and really blow it up, uh, as we know that Amazon is trying to do. Again, they taste a little bit with New World, um, and they have some other things in currently in, in progress or in process, I should say, being developed. 
so it's there and we also know that amazon is on the other side of cloud gaming it, where, as far as the infrastructure side of things go um it's going to be amazon and microsoft right there hand in hand with each other um and so the more moves that they make in that direction that just kind of makes sense to me because it's going to be inevitable if i can just Everybody uses Amazon, right? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can say that. Most people use Amazon. If, you, if you're not subscribed for the two-day shipping, you're getting something from there. Um, and it's easy to say on the main page, say, hey, uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get to try out this for uh, at whatever deal that they want to cut. And then, oh, you can send it back if you don't like it. And don't get so many people to try out the service, especially if you say, oh, well, EA's involved in here too. You get all this backlog of games. And uh, it, I think that would do them so much justice. Now, yeah. That's the way that I would like to take it, just just to offer a differing opinion. Uh, but I do agree that Microsoft does Microsoft does make the most sense. Again, um, with them being open, it's like they wrote an open love letter directly to Microsoft with what they said. Hey, we want to retain us, and uh, we still want to make good games, or whatever the case may be. Uh, that just seems like they're talking directly to Microsoft, or they heard a conversation in the background. It was like, oh, we heard things are good over here. So they want to move in that direction. They've been in bed so long together to where yep. it only makes sense at this point. Um, instead of having uh, your EA game pass, your EA pass service on there separate, why not have everything under one thing? It would be, it'd be a story for the record books, folks. And uh, exactly. you know, I say I say this all the time. Uh, I yeah. I look back to when I got into gaming, uh, 1978. My pops brought home my 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 dad was a blue collar dude, right? He didn't have a lot of money. Uh, but somehow or another, he's able to scrape the money together, and he gave me, an, uh, a, a, me and my brother, uh, a, an Atari 2600 with two games. And uh, that was it. That, that My life was over pretty much. Uh, you know, I've been in the gaming ever since, and I feel extremely privileged to have uh, seen the industry go to where it is. It went from yeah. sticks and dots to what we're seeing on the screen right now, which is nearly lifelike. Um, and as a mm -hmm. podcaster, as a content creator, I have been – a part of the industry in a way i'm not a journalist no but not stretch the truth but i feel extremely privileged to have seen some of these mega deals go down and this is going to be the next yeah. one that i think is going to be a big deal uh the question is is um does ea wait for microsoft uh to because you know obviously there are people there that do not want to see if we've heard this between the lines, mm -hmm. and Amazon or Apple get into gaming, they want to see the big three continue to run the industry because right. they have respect for it. That's what we want, yeah. And uh, and and you know, I mean, I, I can't say for sure. I'm I, you know, I'm not a fly on the wall, but it right. it would make it like Steele said, it would make sense for Xbox to purchase EA because why wouldn't they? Um, Let's bring in Boxenberger on the conversation. Obviously, this is this was this is a big story, um, and it's far from over. The story is being written and going to be told as we speak. Um, EA, legendary uh, publisher, monster IPs, monster uh, you know development houses making games for them. Um, they've been on a decline. Uh, obviously, Battlefield was a big, big disappointment for a lot of people. And uh, obviously, you know, Respawn Entertainment seems to be the one that, that they're like the insomniac games of Sony. They're just carrying the load for EA. Uh, even Madden didn't yeah. get, was, was, was yeah. viewed terribly. Um, this they're they're in a decline. Uh, Microsoft is a, again, they're off the board right now, but that doesn't mean they're not talking. Right. They know that everyone wants to steal this done. You know, we heard Phil Spencer say right after, literally right after the Bethesda deal. 
their investing uh, the investor said, who's next? And I would imagine yeah. that conversation is happening right now. Hey, listen, this is great. This ABK deal. Ah, it's great. It's awesome. Old news. Who's next? And that's what investors want to do. This would be something. This would be ridiculous if it happened. What are your thoughts on the announcement that EA is, is being shopped around? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about it, does it really come as a surprise that they also want to be a part of this consolidation that is going on in the industry. Um, my, I mean, they have been on a downhill for a few years now. Battlefield, the last couple of Battlefields haven't been doing as well as, as they're supposed to. They're losing their licenses for some of their biggest sports games. You mentioned Madden, but that's a small one compared to FIFA. Yeah. Uh, and they're losing the FIFA license. Um, they have Need for Speed was one... Uh, once at a time, it was a flagship it was, racing yeah, game. Yeah, sure was. Um, yeah. And it, it, the name still carries a lot, but yeah, yeah the, uh, Need for Speed isn't doing what it's supposed to do. Like you, and you can tell with the uh, Star Wars license, they paid a lot, a lot of money yeah. uh, with that. And what they did, did they do with it in ten years? They released two Battlefront games. Two and, games, dude. Uh, yeah, well, it was uh, two Battlefields. Uh, it was the the Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which was not received that well, and then. They had the one good one uh, that everyone brings up is, of course, Jedi Fallen Order. But yep. given that you are allowed to develop exclusively Star Wars game, one of the biggest IPs on the planet, it's they haven't done much with it. And um, yeah, so if you think about all this, uh, but, oh, and I don't want to mention Bioware. That just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. That so, makes me cry every time someone says Bioware. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's, it just rolls from the from the right eye. Now, now, if you, and if you think about all of this, um, the industry is in a move. Um, it becomes more difficult, more challenging to develop those AAA games. Um, development costs go up. Everything goes up, um, and the competition is is significantly bigger. So, yeah, it makes sense uh, in that way that that they are looking uh, to be joining some bigger partner. Um, The question from you was, Boom, um, is it going to be Xbox after ABK is is done? I'm I'm not 100% sure, honestly, um, because even if when the deal is done, um, Microsoft has an immense, an imma- massive, yeah. a massive um, job ahead, and that is including ABK into their organizational structure. They also got to fix a lot of the the, the nastiness yeah, that went on behind exactly. the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting another publisher on with another couple of thousand. I'm not sure how big EA actually is, but I would assume that they are at least at also five to 10,000 10, employees somewhere in that ballpark to get those again rolling and included into the, the organizational structure is, is something I can't see. I'm, I'm pretty sure Xbox isn't done, but I, I would be honestly surprised if they wouldn't go for single studios after yeah. this acquisition. Yeah, that they buy, buy like an Asobo or a Crytek or something like that, but not another big publisher. Um, like Pong said, they can't buy everyone. And if you look at what happened over the last 
uh, four years. In 2018, they went on that shopping spree. The Xbox started um, at that point at around 2,000 employees. Um, then they bought a couple of studios. They grew to 2,500. Then they bought, uh, and then they they bought a couple of other things. They they grew to five thousand people. Then they bought Bethesda, and suddenly there were ten thousand people. Now with ABK, they get another ten thousand employees, and they are twenty thousand. They, they have That's to crazy. buy Ubisoft next, Box yeah. Burger, to keep yeah. that trend going to double. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Double it up. Yeah, like exponential growth. Then. So, and uh, I made a video a couple of months ago, two months ago or so, on on that. The biggest challenge for Xbox will be to include and implement those people into their structure, to get them on board, to weed out all what is rotten within ABK in a, in a, in a company that has 10,000 employees. That is just as big as the, as the Xbox division with Bethesda together right now. So um, do they do that again right after ABK? I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that they will bring on board another big publisher like that uh, mm -hmm. soon after they finish that deal um, because th that is just a mammoth task uh, that I don't see anyone can handle. Um, and we have seen it um, now with the delays, uh, the discussion about management quality at Xbox has come up and uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Xbox has a management problem them per se but it's it it happens with every company that grows too fast yeah you, you Wrong are 100 yep. yeah and that is that is really I, I i don't know any company who was able to to grow that fast properly and this is it is simply a, a management challenge if you will it's not a problem it is a challenge that they have have to overcome and now they're doing the biggest deal and getting 10,000 new employees with a lot of problems. Honestly, I don't see that happening. So, right. yeah. Um, Good point. That, that's basically my thought about this. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I listen, think... you, you, make, you, make, you make a whole mess of sense. Uh, there's no doubt yeah. about that, for sure. Uh... My, my, let me put out my concern. I, I don't want to see a Tencent buy up EA. Yeah. Um, yes. I could. I would. I would rather the CEA go to Sony or something like that. Honestly, right. the the problem with EA right now is I think they focused for too many years on that microtransaction model. I mean, yeah, I get why they sure. did it because mm -hmm. they have seventy percent of their revenue is made from microtransactions yep. these days. Yeah, but if you play a FIFA, a Madden, a Battlefield, they are all microtransactions riddle. That was so refreshing about Jedi Fallen Order when you got you bought an EA game that was complete, no microtransaction, yep. nothing. It was refreshing, and I think they focused too much on that. Now, what is Tencent doing? If you look at what Tencent is doing, they are changing basically all their um, models in games on in-game monetization. It, it it is what they do. Yeah, they put out these free to play the games. They make that their business model and i don't want to see that happening to some of these fantastic ips i mean i i love battlefield i love jedi fallen order i even love bioware still after all these years i'm so excited for the next dragon age i'm super yeah. pumped for the next mass effect i don't want to see that go into the hands of a 10 cent and then i have to play like a pay like uh i don't know how many bucks to to unlock um <laughs> The next level in the in Mass Effect and and uh, to pay buy that buy in, 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 
Yeah. yeah, in a real shop, a weapon for Dragon Age. I don't want to do that. But that's what Tencent does. And so I'm really concerned sure. that they will be the ones. Um, yeah, but we will, like Pong said, and I think Steel also said it, we will see EA eventually in the hands of someone else. Yeah, no, absolutely. Real quick, before I bring in Mav, uh, Mav and then we'll get N- uh, N64 Josh in on the conversation. Let me catch up with Super Chats. Good friend of, of mine personally, Tempest Sun, drops who's been a, a channel member wow for 32 months folks that's just bonkers he says boom is the man keep up the awesome work but well thank you for that brother definitely appreciate the kind words and of course supporting the channel as you have for what seems like now years uh we also had um laketh um drop a five dollar super chat thank you for the generosity and welcome as much as i don't like apple since they were thinking about making a console they would break sony's back if they yep. if they picked up yeah that would definitely give Sony a run for their money. It, it's instant, you know, in the gaming market for sure. Drawn TJ drops not one but two super chats, and he says the first one of two dollars. Do you think EA it waits for Microsoft until next year? That is to be determined. Uh, and we still have seven months of this year. It's it's hard to say, man. And the second one of five dollars is I think EA will wait. They can get a big check from Microsoft, and the devs would get more time to create better games. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's definitely true. Sir X-Men drops a very generous additional $5 super chat and says EA's biggest problem. They don't listen to the games, that uh, gamers that, uh, that the people really want. They keep rehashing the same games over and over. We all know it's true. That's 100%. They do not listen. Uh, the Brightest Sun drops an additional five-pound super chat and says, I think EA would not make sense for Microsoft because they would have to support a multi-platform EA Play service on PlayStation and multi-platform sport games. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's that's definitely uh an interesting theory. It's, I just I just think man taking on that many new uh, other employees and another monster third third publisher would be just crazy. Um we also have Beastmo drops an additional $5 super chat and says spin-off BioWare um and mo and motive and let Xbox buy those divisions by Skydance and Human Head to complete the um to complete the set. Yeah, I, I like Human Head uh, and I like Skydance as well. Space Monkey drops a very very generous five out super chat and says Sony does not need to make another console or buy any more publishers or developers. They need to pull uh, a Sega and 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 in. in well, you mean pull Sega and just become a a, a, a pub, I mean, you know, a game maker instead of a console maker? King David's been banging that drum for years. He thinks that's happening. But Mav, uh, this news really did uh, take on uh, take on the the whole industry. Uh, I would have never thought EA was going to be sold, but apparently they are looking to get out of the business or at least merge or sell. What are your thoughts on this, bro? Yeah, I uh, doesn't. Again, surprised me. They were actually involved with the Activision Blizzard uh, deal once the um, all the notes came out about all the talks that Activision Blizzard had. It had come out that they were one of the companies that actually EA possibly was going to be involved with the merger with them, and then it didn't work out. So yep. um, I think ever since then, I start thinking about you know what was going to be next, and it, it seems like they've been talking to a lot of people, right? As doing their due diligence if they are doing a deal, right? That's part of the deal. They always have to make sure they're trying to get the best offer. It seems like the um, NBC deal didn't work out um, for whatever reason. It seems like that was the closest one to happening, and that's why that did come out. But it begs me to question what's next now. So 
Um, I wouldn't put it have. I wouldn't put it past the possibility that Microsoft and EA were in talks prior to them maybe even talking to Activision Blizzard, right? Um, and then the whole Activision Blizzard thing, you know, EA is talking to all these different people. Microsoft sees the opportunity to go after get Activision Blizzard. That's option one A. That EA may have been option one B, right? They went after one A, which to them was the better option. Uh, for me, my, I I kind of think that Microsoft would really love to do this deal, but they can't right now. And maybe they can later. I think that's one of the reasons why they want this deal to go through with Activision Blizzard as fast as possible, because they see out they see EA out there seeking suitors, right? They don't want to see them go to Apple. They don't want to see them go to uh, freaking Amazon or any of these other companies. Uh, they want to see them preferably either merge with another publisher or or uh, potentially go on into Microsoft. But they know something's going to happen. So uh, we've seen Phil have that conversation uh, before about, you know, he really wants the gaming industry to stay uh, within the gaming community, the people that are familiar with it with gaming and really treat it with respect so whereas i know it would involve a lot of problems right there would be a lot lot to take on but one of the main things about this deal that makes it fit for me is that andrew wilson uh one of the key components of this is to main stay in charge right and maintain being the ceo of ea so if you did bring in an ea there's a lot less of like you got to go in and fix all this stuff like with Activision Blizzard does, right? Like EA's got its own issues, but that's more or in the line of like development process stuff. And that's and not like, like sexual that. misconduct and, yes, and, and, and having like uh, Bill Cosby rooms. be a You're thing. not having yeah. to clean house yeah. and stuff there, right? Um, so I, I think it would be a, a possibility. I don't think it would hap- happen until after the Activision Blizzard deal would go through, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past them because it just ever, all the boxes check right and andrew wilson would be able to main, be maintained in charge of ea well andrew and the- wilson who you're referring to a lot of people don't know he he actually runs ea he he would be the cons- he, he would be con- uh like on the same level of who runs um uh um uh, bethesda uh right. you know obviously we you know we we think of god howard but it's really who who's the one that runs bethesda I, his name escapes me he always does he is the nameless Pete one. Hines? Who, who, who just oh, hides Pete behind Hines. The yes, he is the, he's <laughs> yeah. the Pete Hines of EA. That is correct. Yes. Right. So, like, there. Well, Pete Hines is like a, more the marketing guy, marketing. right? There's there's another guy there that is that is um, behind the scenes that doesn't really out forward facing. I remember that I think their CEO had actually passed away um, yeah. previously, and uh, to that whole acquisition as well. And I don't remember who took who took control at that point. Uh, but he he was somebody that had been in the industry for a really long time. Was a very well respected uh, individual. Um, but as far as I just think it's a possibility. I think people are writing that off a little bit too too soon, just because of the size of it. We never thought Activision Blizzard was going to happen, but we do know that something is going to happen with EA, or probably going to happen with EA. And the question is who really. And, and if you look at merger possibilities, that's another thing. I think if if this deal happens before Activision Blizzard deal is done with EA, then you're looking at possibly a merger situation because uh, it seems like they maybe didn't get everything to work out with some of the bigger suitors. So now they're looking into maybe, okay, 
uh, who are some other people they can merge with. Well, right? they, and then, if it turns out to be a merger instead of an actual acquisition, that actually would be, be done much quicker, and it would it would get less scrutiny as Microsoft is dealing with right now. Real but the quick, catch uh, is with that, right? It's a lot more complicated sometimes with the deal you have to make with the other company, right? Yeah. Who's going to hold, who's going to be in charge of what? Who's going to be uh, funding this? Who's going to be doing that? And, you know, where the offices are, you know, how is it all going to work out? And with the acquisition, you're kind of acquiring the entity as it is and can let them kind of operate. A merger, a lot of times they're not going to necessarily have be able to operate the same way. And you're going to have a lot of operations change and a lot of different things changed a lot of times. So uh, it depends on the situation. And I think that's why they haven't really been able to strike a deal um, yet with any of these other companies. Either like either one of the bigger companies is like they want a certain amount of uh, they don't they're not willing to pay enough or they they uh, don't they want to kind of run things how they want to or, or whatever. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. EA hasn't been able to strike a deal on any of these. And it kind of makes me think that Microsoft's just sitting there with their like hands tied behind their back right now, yeah. and they see they see EA is shopping around to all these companies. They see Ubisoft is in the talks about you know all this stuff, and they see WB Games is in all this stuff. And it's like Microsoft wants to be let out of this cage right now, right? Yeah, I can sure I can do. feel it. Could you mm-hmm. could you imagine like Phil Spencer and and knowing you have the full weight of my, Microsoft behind you? And you could potentially save these companies from getting acquired from like an Amazon or like a, a Google type. And you're like, okay, well, the, everybody wants me to be able to do this. And I, and I, and I, and I got the ability to do it, but I just can't right now just, because yeah, of the freaking yeah. FTC and, and all this stuff. And once that deal goes through, it, it's, I it's, think, I think it's up for grabs. I think at that point it's worth another risk. You know, um, I think that uh, they will uh, potentially make it take another chance on another large publisher it depends on who's available and what what's available uh but we'll we'll definitely see it's not going to be anything until after yeah i don't hopefully think this, this deal, deal finishes through. this year uh and then they can get they get get back to work on uh, on what they're doing but josh let's get your final opinion and we'll get everyone out of here and by the way we almost hit 500 live viewers which is bonkers for this program want to shout out everyone that's new uh real quick beast mode 10 said it's uh the guy's name is todd vaughn um, I, I so thank you for that, uh, Beast Mode. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, N64 Josh, uh, you obviously, uh, you know, you watch the industry, you have several shows of your own. EA being shopped around shocked me to my core because of the legacy that that publisher has. Uh, unfortunately, the last couple of years, not the greatest of looks for sure, but still. Man, that's a, that's a bit shocking. And to, to, to consider, again, just thinking about what Microsoft is doing and what Phil Spencer wants, wants to do as a leader of Xbox. He wants to say, he, he wants to put the industry on his back and make big strides to keep game preservation is super important to him, keep people out of the, the bad actors, as he says, out of the gaming business because they're going to treat it like a business, not like a love for gaming like he has. Could you see EA going to uh, Xbox after the ABK deal? That would be ridiculous. It would be crazy. And I mean, I think one factor that that my mind always goes to is the mobile side of things. Call of Duty Mobile is massive. And EA, I I know that like Madden Mobile is, is very successful. I don't have numbers in front of me, but like, but all of those mobile games are 
are are still a huge factor in the, the profitability of those those companies. I mean, uh, that's I, why they want this ABK deal because King is huge and it's going to make Microsoft billions. It, absolutely, absolutely. So that again, that's that's a that's a, a a big place where my where my head goes is just thinking about the uh, the the extra the extra revenue there. Uh, it would be interesting with you know seeing that many third parties become exclusive like can, can we really see like madden being exclusive no no i i think what you would see with a lot of their games specifically uh like like the, all the sports games they would stay they, they would stay multi-plat the way same way uh, call of duty is going to be multi-plat call of duty proper is never going to be xbox exclusive because it makes too much money and it honestly from a you know, I understand from a console war perspective, yeah, make everything locked behind Xbox, F everyone. But the reality is you're you're in this business to make money and to take an IP like a Madden or a Call of Duty and lock that behind the one box, you are leaving millions upon millions of dollars on the table. And that would be just ridiculous. How, how much how much would it take to get Game Pass on PlayStation? You know, like is 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 that Sony? Is that listen, something... I'm telling you, Sony's sitting back and and they're doing this right now. They're rocking because they know that they can't go out and buy an EA. I'm sorry, they just they they just can't. Their, their next purchase is going to be Square Enix, and that's why you saw them sell who they sold. They're, that deal is going to be happening. I wouldn't be surprised if it was announced at their show. To be honest with you, that's happening, but they're not going to get an EA. They're not going to get a take two. They're just not. Yeah. The the other thing. The other thing is I've seen within that list, you know, Amazon, the last thing I want to see is EA end up with Amazon. Like mm -hmm. Amazon tends to buy things and then drive them into the ground. Yep. And I really don't want to see, see that be the case at all. And so, uh, you know, like we know, I mean, Apple, right. They're huge in the mobile space that that's got EA has to be a little bit tempting for them. I, I would assume. Uh, but yeah, seeing it on, I mean, I, it's just so crazy that these conversations are happening over and over again. Yeah, that we're continually talking about like acquisitions and, and I mean, he, you know, EA and Xbox have been playing nice for quite some time. I mean, EA access was, was on Xbox long before it was anywhere else. Like that was, that was, that was quite a while. And then being just added into game pass, like it's, it's been a huge factor in, in game pass being, uh, being that, that value that it is. So it, it almost feels like at this point, if they, other than we would see more games on game pass day one, it doesn't seem like it would be such a huge change, uh, as far as just on the Xbox uh, ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, I mean, obviously EA was uh, already, uh, they, they were already in bed for many, many years before uh, EA uh, Play went to PlayStation, right? So we know that EA has a good working relationship. We know that Microsoft has a, a ridiculous amount of monies put aside that they will lose money on if they don't spend it. If they don't spend this cash, they're losing money daily, so they want to spend it. Satya has given the keys to the kingdom to Phil Spence or uh, to go just, Hey, listen, if you think it's going to be a good deal for, for us, go for it. And, you know, again, we, only time is going to tell, but folks, 
we again we had almost 500 people here if you are new to this program you're new to double barrel gaming please consider subscribing we are marching our way to 12k mrs boomstick and i really pride ourselves in you know moving the pushing the envelope forward with the channel we hit 10k in january thanks to a live a live on the air at the, at the um iron lords podcast which is just it's historic for me personally uh because i i did a um a show for them when they were struggling to get 1k could you imagine that the iron lords were struggling to get to 1k it's like but but it's bananas and they did that live on the air and then you know all these years later it's come back and i did it live i hit my 10k live on their air it's just it's just that's why they're my brothers why i love them like family um we're trying to get to 12k we are just uh just under 1300 away we still have seven months of the year. We'd love to finish off 2012, uh, 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 2022 with 12K. That that would be the a big, big thing for us. Uh, if you're new, consider subscribing. If you're here, please hit the like button. Let's get to the outros. And we're going to start first with the first half of Living Split Screen. Steel Rain, brother, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can check you out on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Living Split Screen YouTube channel. Where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to say first off, thank you for joining us for almost two hours, well, over two hours, actually, of that pure gaming fire. Um, I have to say also thank you to Boom for just being a uh, prime example of what the community should be, a pillar, as I like to thank say. You, um, and then everybody involved in the panel, Mav, N64, Josh, Boxing Burger, and then my brother from another pawn. So, man, it's always an excellent time, fun time, where you can get some individuals together um, that have their own opinions, can think for themselves and put it out there on the front um, and jump off the top rope and just give it to you live, raw, and uncut, like I like to say. But Nonetheless, you can find me, Steel Rain, I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven, anywhere that has a search bar. Um, if it's Google, <laughs> if it's Xbox, if it's Twitter, whatever it is, you will be guaranteed to find me. Hit me up in the DMs. Let's get some gaming in. Whatever the case may be, I'm always available. Um, not one of those people are going to hide from you, whatever the case might be. I'll just keep it real with you and tell you what's going on. Other than that, every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time, me and my brother from another pawn soul run a non-console-centric platform where we talk about everything that's going on in the gaming industry. Um, what we like to say, and I've started to kind of coin it, we take that RTS view, real-time strategy, pulling ourselves out of the world, looking at the darker crevices of the map, pulling our resources together uh, to bring you that passionate, authentic, and just all-around gaming content that I feel like is necessary Um as we move towards that 3 billion game mark that we're trying to get into, man. Um, other than that, greatly appreciate you all for being here again. Thank you, boom, for the, sending that invite out. I know you said I got the keys, but it's, there's nothing better uh, than, than getting that invite, man. So um, much love, much appreciation to everybody. And, Y'all stay easy, man. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah, thank you, brother, for being here. And Pong Soul, I mean, I don't know if you can sell it better than Steel Rain just did, but tell them about the three-plus-hour show that you guys do. <laughs> and what people don't know about it is that there are very little show notes to it. It literally, yeah. you guys show up, you roll in, you sit down, you, you, you're both in, uh, really, really have your ear to the floor. So it's never a surprise. The show is amazing. And like I said, I usually listen to you and, of course, Keasante's Gaming Circle podcast throughout the week as I'm cleaning. That's a nice five-hour block of, of, of while I'm cleaning the house. Because, yes, I am a stay-at-home 
I'm not a dad, but I'm staying home husband and I take care of so Mrs. Boom doesn't have to. And, you know, what better way to do housework than listening to your favorite podcasters, brother? Tell everyone where they can check out your weekly show and where can people reach out to you on social media? Absolutely. Fantastic to be back in the chair on Xbox Factor Podcast. And, man, what a day to have all my brothers. Boom. Rain, who again, we've been playing a lot of Division Two lately. Math yeah, man. also playing a lot of Division Two lately. Uh, N64 Josh Boxenberger. It is great to hear all of your thoughts, man. I miss being here when I can't be here. So it was a great day to be here and chat. You guys, obviously, all the new faces, all the old faces, nothing but love and respect coming out here, supporting us, and having awesome discussions yourselves in the chat about this gaming industry that we all love and have passion for. This is what it's all about right mm-hmm. here, right now. So again, listen, follow me, Xbox, Twitter, Pong Soul. You know how to find me there. Obviously coming up Thursday, PM in the PM, Pong and Mav in the PM. That's right. Two man show on Thursday nights. Sometimes we do have guests, but Mav and I roll in on a Thursday night and have great discussions there look 7 p.m eastern six o'clock central time we're building a nice community over there jump on in and check us out i know you'll enjoy our conversations there right back on friday night's fun speculations channel xbox ultimate craziness ensues almost every friday <laughs> look we do talk gaming there but man you're going to get a lot of other conversations you can get laughs you're going to get all sorts of stuff and now it appears that craig Yes, Craig from Halo Infinite may be a permanent member who has his own bit every Friday night. Now, we'll see (laughs) if that continues this week, but be there. 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Saturday mornings is what boom. And, of course, my hype man, my brother from another Steel Rain, already told you about living split screen. Split screen is all one word. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. BST time, UK time, however you want to say it. We're going to get your Saturday started the right way. Steele and I do roll in that morning. We are energized. We are hyped. We are ready to rock and roll. And we just have free-flowing discussions. We bring the chat in and get them involved as well. So be there every Saturday morning for Living Split Screen. We are on Mission 1K. So please tell a friend, share it out. Let everybody know where you can find us on Saturday mornings. That's Living Split Screen. Saturday nights, Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel, and your Saturday nights right. That's how we do it on the Shop Podcast. Always lined up with good guests, great guests there. PTK has been doing this for six-plus years. He knows what he's doing. It's an awesome show. So be there. PTK, Fuzzy Belvedere, myself. We're going to end it right, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time on Saturday nights. But otherwise, it is the golden age of gaming. People, enjoy all of this. More content, more games, more news than we've ever had before. All about the thing that we love the most, a hobby. And don't let these energy demons steal your excitement. Get out there and play what you love, love what you play. I'm going to be talking to you all real soon. Thank you, brother. Boxenberger, sell your brand, brother. You've been dropping video after video. Uh, even though you had a bit of a hiccup, you know, family, family, real life. Right. Uh, but you're back at it. You're doing great work. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can subscribe to your YouTube channel and check out your weekly videos. But more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Yeah, well, selling my brand after this enthusiastic talk of Pong and Steel is impossible. <laughs> so, <laughs> cheers to you guys. <laughs> um, but in case people are interested, they can find me everywhere on the Boxenberger. Um, 
like you said, I do have a small YouTube channel. Um, I just put out a video yesterday about Fidelity, uh, Fidelity FX Super Resolution mm -hmm. and how it performs yeah. and what why Great console video. gamers can be excited for this. So it's something for the tech heads. But I also do put out other videos. And I do have a weekly podcast with changing guests. I usually have only one guest, so we have a... Uh, two-man podcast show uh, each and every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 7 p.m. UK time or 8 p.m. here in Germany. So this week I have the amazing ACG as a guest. I can't wait mm, to have him on. That's huge, brother. ACG yeah. is great people. He is awesome. He's absolutely awesome. And I can't wait to pick his brain about a couple of uh, topics of the gaming industry. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And um, I also have uh, the E3 week planned out. And I want to advertise that as, as soon as possible. Um, I still call it E3 week. Um, we have three live shows that week on my channel. Uh, the first is going to be a live reaction show. Of course, to the Xbox showcase, we have a live reaction show to the um, Keeley's uh, Keely show, uh, the Summer Show Fest. And the big one is going to be on Saturday, June 11th, where we have the biggest of the biggest a prediction show on the channel. Um, I have everything from the uh, content cre uh, creator scene. I have Randall Thor. I have Chess Corden. I have you, Boom, Pong, yeah, and yeah. Math. You guys are going to be part of this. I have a couple of other big names like Lord Cognito coming, um, Ainsley from Season Gaming. We have um, Gas from Game on Daily. We have everyone um, from the community and the content creation scene coming to that show. It's going to be a big prediction live show on Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, Saturday, June 11th, and one day prior to the Xbox showcase. So at 2 p.m. Eastern, um, 8 p.m. Central Europe or 7 p.m. UK time. And it's going to be absolutely awesome. I can't wait for that. So, nice, nice. yeah. Look, I hope to be here back next week, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be with you until till well after uh, and before the showcase yeah. on June twelfth. Uh, but of course, uh, good stuff as always. Mav, sell your brand, brother. You got a lot going on. PM and the PM will be coming up as well very soon this week. Talk about where they can check out your incredible YouTube channel and also reach out to you on social media. A lot of fun today, guys. I'm gonna keep it simple. Twitter. Fun speculation, YouTube, fun speculation. That's where you can find me. Um, come check out the content. Tomorrow, I think Josh would appreciate this. We're having a, on Fun Pop, we're having a kart racer uh, creation showdown oh, where nice. me and Psychonauts are, uh, or me and, yeah, no, wait, me and Jasper, sorry, I got the teams wrong, are creating a, a DC kart racer from scratch. We're picking the characters and picking the abilities. Kate and Psycho are picking Marvel kart racers, and they're going to pick out the abilities. And we're going to see who wins. DC versus Marvel who's, who's, who's going to have fire. the best kart racer that was uh, so on Fun Pop? So come check that out tomorrow. We'll also discuss some of the Halo TV show and the season finale and kind of how all that went down and what we Fast. think. But uh, yeah, check out that's on Fun Pop. Uh, we're moving the time. Tomorrow is going to be... I think later show, maybe 10 p.m. Eastern time. So check that out. And, and all the other content, we got fun speculation um, for all of our shows. You heard it from Pong, Soul, uh, a lot of stuff going on over on our channel. And uh, again, follow Twitter, fun speculation. Appreciate it, everybody. Thanks, Thank you, Chad. Brother. You guys rock.
Yeah, I can't wait to see, I ch- check that out. Uh, I- I'm going with Marvel. Sorry, brother. I'm going to go with Well, you got to give us a chance. Come on. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? Marvel over DC, brother, until the day I die. Sorry. I love DC, but man, uh, you know, where's that? They, they, they put the GIF. Uh, Marvel with a little sign greater than DC. Sorry, uh, Batman and company. Um, but anyway, uh, Josh, N64 Josh, please, by all means, don't don't just sell your brand on YouTube. Just don't tell everyone about the you, you know the actual Halo uh, show that you have. You're also on TikTok. You're also on, uh, on on other locations. Talk about that, brother. Sell your brand. Tell them where they can check that stuff out, and more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Yeah, I'm I'm everywhere at N64 Josh. I mean, literally, just type it in Google. You will see it, it will. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So uh, connect with me on all those places. I do host the Nintendo Powercast, the Halo Infinite podcast, and uh, m- many many others. But uh, um, yeah, I love I love talking games. I don't have a whole lot of hot takes on Twitter. I'm really sorry. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I will I will jump into some conversations periodically. I, these guys know in our private messages. I'm like, see why I don't tweet because I end up looking like a like an asshole. I'm friendly <laughs> asshole, but it's still what I end up looking like. So, because um, I just like to push buttons a little bit, sometimes a little too much. So, uh, but yeah, I'd love to love to connect. I am racing Mario Kart uh, 4 p.m. Pacific every day on tiktok and then we switch over to twitch and youtube later if uh, anybody wants to get some races and we got the the halo infinite podcast is recorded live at 7 30 p.m pacific on thursday nights and uh every other week is community game night where we just get in and do do custom matches and i will say i jumped into halo last night i told these guys in the green room earlier and uh somebody was in voice chat like and so i hopped in we ended up playing for about two hours, getting nice. to know these people, connected with them on socials. Um, one of them's going to start streaming soon, and I was like, "Yo, I can help you out." So, um, so it was, it was just, it felt like the good old days of Xbox, and so I was really excited to share that here today. Nice, brother. Well, yeah, the good old Halo three days for sure. And uh, all right, folks. Well, listen, that's going to do it for today's show. I want to say a big thank you to all super chats. I mean, they were. Re- ridiculous today thank you so much for supporting double barrel gaming we uh and i say we mrs boom and i definitely appreciate that and we do use that money to put back into the channel by buying better equipment as well as doing massive giveaways we still have three of the big giveaways left of the year the next one is going to be the july 4th holiday weekend we are going to be giving uh three plus hundred dollars worth of gift cards um and uh, just all you gotta do is uh, tune in obviously if you're a channel member you get an extra entry you drop a super chat you get an extra entry but all you got to do is be in, the, uh, be in the chat. That's all you got to do to win. And uh, a lot of people have won that by that that are new, that never did, dropped a Super Chat before. And we like to try and give back to everyone. And, of course, I'm going to close out today's show with something that is important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he used to say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the xbox factor podcast